Recorded in the darkest dungeons of the basement of Death Studio, Josh, Troy, and Ty present a show dedicated to bringing you, the listener, into the adventure right along with them. Pick up your sword or load your bolt gun, but don't forget your helmet, because it is time for some playin' and slayin'. From the BOD Remote Studios, it is Playing and Slaying, the official 50th episode. Although some historians might say this is technically episode 53, that's not true. We said 49.7, repeating. Here we are, episode 50. Welcome to the show, everyone. And tonight will be just like every other episode in that we will talk about what we've been playing, what we've been putting together, painting, banter a little bit about why Bryce should watch the Mandalorian and other <laughs> things. <laughs> um, but we also are, are doing a, a bit of a retrospective on the last uh, 50 or so odd episodes of this show um, and kind of the journey that we've come on. So we'll be taking a a look back. And as a part of that, we're going to be hearing from a few of our uh, listeners. And I, you know, I don't even think of them as listeners. It's like our friends with the majority of these folks that we, we talk to. Um, And a, a big part of that is the connections we've made, you know, through some of our guests and through some of the people we talk to or other shows we've, uh, been a part of. So we we will uh, take a look back um, and then talk a little bit about, you know, some of the, the usual fun stuff. Um, but without further ado, I believe we have a guest that left us a message. Hello, guys. This is Dan from Cubic Shenanigans. And I just wanted to congratulate you on reaching the milestone of 50 episodes. In the podcasting world, it seems to be a pretty significant point to reach and so i just wanted to say great job well done uh just a few things i started listening to you guys really about the same time that ethereum anvil 8's game came out because i met brian our mutual friend down at nexus game fair and because i wanted to play more of the game i asked him for some people in the local area who played and that led me to meeting ty for the first time and through Ty, I met Troy. And through Troy, both Josh and Bryce really is an AOS uh, contact. So that's kind of how I got involved with you guys and, and became friends with you all. I think what I want to say is that uh, I don't have a favorite host because you all just rock. Every one of you is unique. And I think you're all freaking fan. I can't. I'm not going to say the F word. Fantastic. So. I have a couple of goals for a couple of the posts real quickly. I want to say, Ty, I'm hoping that you can get four models of any 
kind painted per month. Now, I know that seems kind of ludicrous, like four models, but I know it's been a challenge for you to do some painting. I'm hoping maybe that'll get you to paint a warband for Dire Chasm or maybe some of the minis in uh, Curse City when that comes out or just four of anything. It doesn't really matter. That's kind of my hope for you. And then, Troy, my hope for you is that you roll dice at least once every six weeks with your friend Dan. And I don't care what the hell we're playing, just as long as we're rolling dice together. So that's about it. Again, congratulations, and I wish you all the best on your next trip. Take care, guys. That was pretty cool to hear from Dan, uh, host of Cubic Shenanigans, who has become a, a good friend of the show. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm going to have to ask Dan why why there was not hobby goals for everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I will deliver four models per month. I will even deliver four models for March here as we sit recording on March 7th. So I will, uh, I'll get on that now that I've got all these Necrons primed and uh, Kagra's Raiders or whatever, the Direchasm Warband uh, prime. So I'll, I'll get on that for, for Dan. But no, that's funny, his, his story about, you know, the Anvil 8 uh, connection and Ethereum, because I remember that going to, you know, a stranger's apartment with some Ethereum uh, to set up a, and play a game or not apartment, his condo, you know, uh, and, um, it was, uh, it was a good time, a lot of fun. Um, and it's, you know, it's been several years now of, of games and, and good times with Dan. So awesome to hear from him. Cool. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't worried about the hobby of the rest of us. He's just worried about your hobby time. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. If anyone needs intervention, it's me. I suppose I, I'm in a glass house, so I, I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of interventions, this is the part in the show where we, we, uh, you know, have a catchphrase and that's when you're playing and slaying, it's important to stay hydrated. So let's go from a hobby intervention to a, uh, a beer, um, intervention and talk about what we're drinking tonight is, is anyone got a beer? I want to make sure before I ask anyone who may have a cocktail. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Josh first, because this, you know, with the weather we had today, this might be a sign of the times. So, Josh, you can share first. Yeah, I, uh, I always drink beer based on the weather, and that's, I think that's where Ty's uh, going with this. Uh, it's it's it was a delicious day, and this is a delicious ale, uh, New Glarus Brewing Company Spotted Cow. Uh, it, it, it's it really felt like spring today. And this is, uh, you know, sign of the times. Here we go. Spotted cow. All right. Spotted cow. It's not for family, but it's close. Bryce, what are you drinking tonight? I probably need the intervention here because all I have is a nice uh, warm bottle of water. Warm? Yeah. Not warm, but like room temperature. It's been sitting on my table. I meant to drink it earlier and been slacking so oh man gotta stay hydrated yeah i've been i've been being silly and trying to start working out again so well we can't we can't all be you know perfect specimens like bryce so troy what are you drinking (laughs) so i broke out i was saving this for episode 50 was um and i think i got this for my birthday i don't know how many years ago uh surly uh brewing company 
their darkness, Russian Imperial Stout. Um, Mandy pretty much gets me one of these like for my birthday about every year. And uh, I'm behind a year or so because there was two or there's like two of them, in, there's at least two of them in my fridge. So, um, so I figured it would be a good reason to, to break it out. Although I, I struggled with it because it's got the wax seal on it. It looks all official. And I don't, I had to take out my clipping shears so that I could clip the wax off. Like, I, thing I tried like a scissors, like I'm like, I need to, and I'm like, no, let's, let's, and so, yeah, that worked great. If you need, if you're in a backup, if you didn't know, you can get the the wax off your, uh, off your bottle with your clipping shears. Just or, or, or just like a knife, like a normal person. You just no, I, tr well, I tried like, no, I don't, I don't have a knife down here. I was going to use exacto knife. That's where I was my next thing. I'm like, ah, these clipping things will work. So, but yeah, awesome. Uh, it's got like shears. <laughs> yep. Try and take the whole top off. Right. Um, but super, yeah, really good uh, Imperial Stout. We'll see. It's a big bottle. So if I'm slurring by uh, by the time we get to the main segment, you know why. Hey, I mean, we're celebrating. It's the 50th episode, so understandable. I That that does lead me, though. I, I think part of any kind of drinking Olympics, if ever somebody did like an actual, you know, Olympics of drinking, one of the events would have to be like high-stress bottle opening. You're left in a room with, you know, nothing no devices, no bottle opener, and you have to see how quickly you can open it and then drink your beer. And it'll be like different, three different types, you know, just the standard bottle that's not a twist off, then the wax seal. Then you'd have one of those weird contraptions where it's like the cork where the metal flips over and you got to like, you know, pop it and pull it. <laughs> that high pressure bottle opening. <laughs> And we, we've all had, you know, that's actually a, oh, that should be added to like the convention skills, right? Because how many times have you gone to a convention and you're in the hotel room or whatever? And, and also you're like, we don't have a, a bottle. Opener. <laughs> so if, if I had to bring one person as my like bottle opener to a desert island, it would be Matt Danner because he, he is always finds, you know, the edge of a dresser, a counter. It doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter what, but he, he can use the edge of that just to knock off the cap. He's a MacGyver. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Improvisation like skills I, there. I feel like I've lived that. It was probably like a decade ago. That's scary. But I feel like I've lived <laughs> that. We were all in a hotel room and we're short a bottle opener. Um, uh, well, so Ty, I don't do need... Yeah, I don't need a bottle opener tonight. I've got a, a nice big uh, one-point can from Raised Grain Brewing in Waukesha. Uh, boxcar their english am amber um i mean pretty standard amber um a few months ago i made a big pot of chili and i always add a bottle of amber beer into my chili um and i had a couple of these cans left so i'm trying to finish what what i've got in my back back catalog if you will of uh, of beers so um you know not nothing uh, incredibly as special as as Troy's selection tonight but certainly a, a tasty beer if you're ever in the the greater Milwaukee area raised grain has a nice little uh tasting room and and brewery in Waukesha just west of Milwaukee so definitely worth checking out yeah it is and it's probably really hard to get if you don't live here yeah <laughs> out, outside of southeastern wisconsin you're going to be hard pressed uh, to find it i'm i'm pretty sure like even Bryce probably struggles to find it i would guess yeah. Well, I mean, who needs beer when you've got room temperature water? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Let's talk about some gaming. 
what have we been playing? Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to flip the script a little bit. Um, this used to be a sponsored segment We're we're in the middle of renegotiating, um, terms for 2021, but the D and D recap, uh, two campaigns currently, um, one of which, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks I've had to cancel, but that's the Sundering campaign. So that's the, the homebrew world that um, both Josh and Bryce play in with our, our friend Paul and my brother Tom. And uh, the it, it's really to the kind of the end, or at least close to the end. Um, they have accomplished many kind of epic legendary feats. They have successfully navigated through the, the Citadel which was kind of this fortress of a, a, a fallen order uh, to these deity-like figures, the ancients. And they found their way to the, the portal that will take them to the, uh, the obsidian fortress of a demon lord who they must stop from in, invading the world and destroying everything. So briefly, I would just like to check in with our players. How are you guys feeling about where you are going into you know what could be a, a pretty tough uh tough climb and final showdown it's scary <laughs> we, we've gone so far and it, it feels like there's so much weight on our uh success here and i, I just uh don't want to let the world down i i've my character is brushed with death a, a, a couple times and uh yeah, I'm. I'm also scared. I I want to see it through, and uh, yeah, I it, it, it's well. It's also like sort of bittersweet. Like the you know, you we want to get to the end, and you know, you know, quote unquote, beat it right. Um, but it's also like, oh, I've had a blast with this whole thing. You know, it's been a, a wild journey. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of don't want it to end too. So. Yeah. And I feel like we have one major, major weakness that I won't say. But if, <laughs> if that comes across us, I, I worry about how successful we'll be able to be. Uh huh. We're very good at a lot of things, but there's one thing that we, uh, we're not disengaging. <laughs> <laughs> You're a disengage expert now, Josh. A year. Yeah. Yep. And there's still, I love that jokes still come up about disengage, <laughs> even that crosses campaigns. I think last week or two weeks ago in the other campaign, uh, we, we ca- called for a Koopman. <laughs> disengage. That's excellent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, and you know, ending things, there's, there's an apprehension, but I, I kind of knew with this story where I thought, not necessarily like the the final ending like of the world and everything but just of of this story of these you know four well you know you we've been through a couple of characters so it's like seven or eight people that have interacted at different times um with one another to to accomplish this task so there's you know there's this apprehension to like call it the end but it's it's certainly like the you know the the final showdown that they're headed into um and then, of course, you know, to resolve what happens after that is is important. But level fifteen, so you know, higher higher level than we usually end up playing. Um, so there's there's a lot of excitement there. Uh, and then we've got the rhyme of the Frost Maiden that we've been playing with our other group, with like Heath and Brendan and um, 
and those guys, Troy, you're, you're playing in that one. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, any, any thoughts there, it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's a cool setting in Icewind Dale. Um, the group is having some fun. We've had some tough encounters. I, I did just jot down three things that have stood out to me recently, and that's the soup company that gets talked <laughs> about every single time we play, uh, the mummy and the ramshackle, um, the abandoned building, which now has the mummy in the broom closet, um, <laughs> which probably won't end well, but but could. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll all be the fine. The in the broom closet and told to not let anyone come in. So he's probably gonna kill a child. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll all be fine. It'll be good. But I, I really I'm having fun. And you see, as I was thinking about that, I mean, I are we are we fourth level or third level? I don't even remember what we are. But third, third yeah, third level. And I, I just think of everything that we've done at fairly low level, right? I mean, I feel like we've really one we've we really kind of bonded the group right we've gone through i think that's really cool about this setting right one is you're in 10 towns so i don't know for me like it's like being in a you know i've i've never i've read about it for how many you know how many books and everything else so being able to play in it has been really cool and the way it's kind of just an open sandbox kind of thing we've had so many different adventures and and learned about you know and, and created and kind of felt out the the land and really kind of i felt like we bonded the party and really you know, almost, and also we're all the heroes, right? We are at this point, really, we are the heroes wandering around this this land, even though we're only like third level. That's what's interesting, right? We've really just kind of, but it's like we've kind of gotten through that. I don't know. It's like the 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 first act, right, <laughs> of of a movie, right? Where now, okay, you know all the characters, you kind of have the group, and they you kind of know how they how they act, and uh, and uh, and we're having fun, right? Yeah, we've been uh, had some pretty, and there, we've had some kind of really epic battles for again a bunch of second and third level characters which has been pretty cool yeah that's that's a good point Troy. because like in all the other campaigns even in in ty's campaign you've we've known what like the end game goal was or who the big bad villain was and in this one i maybe because i missed a couple weeks too but i have no idea like what the where this is all heading to or like in avernus obviously you knew where where it was going yeah, Curse of Strahd that we played. You knew where that was going, so it's like this. We haven't really met that big threat or know what the big threat really is as a character yet either. Yeah, we just been going around writing wrongs, right? <laughs> We've been kind of like we go around and there's people in trouble and like, oh, well, maybe we should help them. Yeah, let's go help them, and then that leads us to one thing and leads us to another, and um, and we're getting little hints of of more craziness going on, but. Uh, but it's been fun. Yeah. And yeah. And right now our, our biggest problem is where we're going to build our soup restaurant. So <laughs> I still need a business plan to be submitted. Uh, Brendan's working on that. <laughs> uh, so that's the D and D recap. Um, always fun to, to chat about where the various campaigns are. Um, Josh, about some uh, discussion about magic, the gathering and your yeah. drinkiness. Since the last time, we uh we aired uh yeah magic the gathering arena uh, uh kaldheim or kaldheim i'm not sure how you pronounce it uh was released uh and they have kind of a it's a janky card but it, it's sort of fun uh it's called tybalt's trickery and you can kind of cheat out big spells like creatures or planeswalkers or enchantments um and so turn two you can cheat out like 
real big stuff and um it, it's not a guarantee but it's uh it's sort of fun to do on people yes troy um for a not what does cheat out mean you mean like get it out for less cost than you know? right yeah so uh yeah so like a a spell that would normally cost you know eight mana you'd, you'd get out using tybalt's trickery uh which only costs two mana so you're you're getting it out that many turns early uh and it's it's a little broken but it's it's definitely stoppable too so uh there's e- easy ways to to break it um and if you don't do it early enough it it ends up being a kind of a non-starter so um it, it's 50-50 whether or not it's going to work uh and then it's another 50-50 whether or not the other person's going to stop you <laughs> so uh I've heard it's closer to a 60% win uh, percentage by the stats. And you, uh, it's headed for a ban more than likely. In, right. Yeah, in, I, I would say it's, it's, it's ban worthy for sure. Um, but it's, it's fun to goof around with right now anyway. Um, I have a couple other decks that I'm actually playing to, to rank. But, um, but this one's just fun to screw around with in non-ranked. So, so yeah. On the uh, the paper magic side, so I'm I purchased a box at called uh, called Heim, and I've been uh, opening packs slowly just for fun. And then Landon uh, saw the packs and he goes, "Oh, I I kind of can we play magic?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we probably could. We've played Pokemon, you know. We can figure this out." He's nine. He's getting close to the age where, you know, I think I played magic first when I was ten or eleven. So I'm like, "This makes sense." But I was talking to Danner and I said, "What's a good way to like?" start playing magic for a kid like learn the play and he goes well you know the you know arena teaches you the game a little bit but it's not the same and i and i said yeah is, is there really like any like you know toolkits for a young magic player and he said not really so lo and behold friday i get a package in the mail uh from seattle and uh from from uh danner and he he assembled five decks of like 20 to 30 cards of each color and each of them has a companion like 20 card deck that you mix in but he structured it so that it's like lands creatures and like instant in the first so very like easy you know mechanics and then once you accomplish understanding that he said you mix in the other where you get some more of the complicated cards like enchantments or you know things that interfere with stacking order have special rules so he he basically built five jumpstart like they sell jumpstart you know where you mix in the two different sets but um like hand selected cards to include for like an ease of access into the game level and then we're gonna one of these days we're gonna hop on a video call with him so he can like you know explain the what each color is and like why it's important to give landon like the understanding of you know like a, a magic academy so um, that package came and Landon was super excited that Matt had put together kind of the, uh, the, the young starter learn, learn to play decks. So, so uh, you, you're, you're going to tell Landon that not everybody gets the brand manager <laughs> to call him up and make stuff for him. Or he may be, he may be staying up on a path of disappointment. For yeah. Well, so Matt, Matt and Landon have maybe met once or twice. And 
this is a story that cracks me up to this day. We were playing um, Rocket League a number of months ago, and Landon scored a goal in Rocket League, and he just yelled Matt Danner forever. <laughs> that was his goal celebration. <laughs> he yelled Matt Danner forever. <laughs> I told Danner about this and he, he loved it. He's like, this is amazing. And every so often, and it's not like every night, but you know, every few weeks as Landon walks upstairs to go to bed at the end of the day, he'll just like shout Matt Danner forever and walk up the steps. <laughs> Unprompted. No idea where it came oh, from. Man. So there's, there's a bond uh, there between, between Danner and Landon, uh, which is pretty, pretty funny. <laughs> So, so I know we don't have it in the notes, but while we're talking magic, some we did have a discussion that there is something that came out and was announced that'll actually probably get me to maybe play again for the first time in like two decades. Uh was the uh the 40k magic announcements, which was I that came out of the blue for me. Like I'm like, wow, that I didn't see that one coming. But um yeah, it's gonna at least suck me in to buy a whole bunch of cards and probably at least play it a couple times so yeah the was it realms beyond i think they're calling it so it's not a part of like the the existing kind of standard core sets or anything but it it's self-contained and um really interested to see what they do for the art for you know what they select to be in i'm I'm very interested in that that and the like forgotten realms um set that they're doing and a, a few others all look really cool mm-hmm. um Definitely. I would to- totally play any of those with you guys for what it's worth. Cool. There better be a like legendary planeswalker Sanguinius. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see how they how this all shakes out, like what the cards look like yeah. and abilities and stuff. Yeah. I'm Gilly. Did you see did you see the meme of the black and white card that says uh you still have to paint them? <laughs> 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 Yeah, like uh, a coloring book. That would be great. Coloring book. That would be good. That would be good. <laughs> and I did, right. I did get, sorry, I'm stuck on magic. Um, I did also get this week, uh, again, totally random buy is a few. It's funny, I don't play magic, but I keep buying um, their secret lair thing. I don't know if a while ago there was the Bob Ross magic lands that came out and I got those this week and. I'm pretty excited. I'm actually trying to figure out. I'm probably going to actually make a display and probably mount put those in a some kind of a frame and put them up. So, but they are just hilarious. They're they're great. So happy little trees. Happy little trees. Yep. How about uh, how about some board game arena, Troy? What have you been dabbling on there? Uh, so board game arena, the usually the uh, Weiss clan. Um, we only let people with last name of Weiss play in our group. Um, sorry, we're exclusive. Um, Rude. I, I, I changed my name yesterday to to Weiss, so <laughs> it just ends up being. So we played. Um, where am I? Oh, so people, I'm not on video, but uh, we played Forgotten Island on, and the game still kicked their butt uh, a couple times. We we couldn't figure out how to win it. Uh, that's the co-op game where you pieces of the, pieces of the island sink. Um, a lot, there's pretty much luck, luck involved, but there's also some strategy on how. Basically, remember to keep the island, the the piece of the island afloat is usually your best bet. Um, and so we tried that, and then we played a game I think I've talked about 
probably years ago, uh, Welcome to Your Perfect Home, which is a roll and write uh, kind of game. Um, again, it was really nice to do it on the electronic version because you don't, it takes care of remembering all the rules and things like that and the scoring. That's what's amazing, right? Um, it's one of these roll and write games where you do everything and then you have to tally up. Basically, you're, what's really cool about that game is the cards, um, you're playing the, the, the front side of one card and the back side of, an, of the previous card. So you get these combinations that are not limited by just a single card because it's, it's the order of where a card is in the deck. Um, gives you the two actions you can do. And usually, basically what you're doing is you're building houses on two or three blocks. And these cards let you build things from like parks and um, and swimming pools and, and the house numbers. Basically, you, can, you have to put them in numerical order across. And you, you basically score by making bunches and and things like that. So there's a bunch of ways to score. But it's really kind of the unique mechanic is this where you're playing the front of one card and the back side of another card. So you really get kind of the endless combinations of you're not sure what's actually going to come up. Uh, in terms of uh, you know like a, a and and it's the low and high you know it's and it's uh, like a bell curve around like the house numbers are from like one to fifteen and of course there's very few low and very high numbers and most of the numbers are in the middle um, but you don't know what those are um, matched with in terms of uh, like parks or pools or um, other things like that because that's the back side of the card so so kind of interesting again kind of rolling right not a lot of um, planner interaction. Um, but more of like just kind of puzzle puzzle building and a good uh, good end of the night game where you're going when you don't want to. We're actually on you know we're usually chit chatting while you're playing <laughs> and not having to think super hard about the game. So so those are just kind of the things we've done uh, besides our normal uh, few seven wonders mixed in there because that's like a warm up game on Forty <laughs> Marina. You basically can we've got it down. You basically run. You can do it at like seven or eight minutes. You can get through a whole game of of uh, seven wonders. <laughs> It's kind of funny. Awesome, yeah. So I haven't, I still haven't checked out Board Game Arena, but um, I want to because I've been, I've been playing a lot of Carcassonne still. I think I talked about it last episode, just on the on the app on my iPad, and I'm like, um, I wonder what the solo. Do they have like solo games like where you can play or hop in in a random game? Like, oh yeah, they, and we. It's my. Ben's probably done it the most I've done, but you can always, yeah, just play random people. Okay. Like there are always, you can, at any time, almost, you can either start up a game and then people will join you or people will say, hey, I'm going in once they get, they just wait for get enough players and then they go off and run. Um, and it's got some pretty good mechanics to kind of like make sure people are kind of playing at a decent, decent rate. Um, so yeah, so there's those options. Then there are, I believe there are some solo, um, solo play options for games too in there. But cool. uh, yeah, you can just play random um, Against random people on the internet, um, and usually again, and they they have some good um, you know constraints in place to make sure that you don't have too many dicks on there. So, <laughs> um, well, I've I've tried not to mention this yet, but uh, I've been playing an obscene amount of a new computer game on Steam called Valheim. Um, and when I say obscene, like you would think it might be a second shift job I've been working from the hours I've been putting in. Um, but it is for those that are not familiar, Valheim is a early access game on Steam uh, set in a um, kind of purgatory for Viking warriors before they can go to Valhalla. Um, but there are, you know, 
the, it, it is a survival, I would say survival light, but also not light because you're managing hunger and building shelter. And then it's a settlement build that is as in depth as anything I've ever seen um, for how detailed you can go and advance through, you know, stone and different wood to metals, copper, bronze, iron, build long ships. And it's a procedurally generated world, which is really cool as well. So every world you start up and seed is brand new, built with some of the same rules, but never the same layout and land masses. And um, I know a couple of you guys have, have been dabbling. I, I think I encouraged all of you at least to, to buy it. Um, and then I, I paid for, for the first month, at least a dedicated server to run Valheim on and gave it out to kind of the guys in our discord. So random times there's, you know, four or five, sometimes I think we've had as many as seven or eight on at a time playing Valheim in the last few weeks. Um, but I know Troy and Josh, you guys have been dabbling a little bit, uh, perhaps not a, a full-time job like me. Um, I did build a stone wall today um, around the moat and extended and flattened out a lot of space to really start building a stone fortress. But that's that's what I did with a few hours today. So now this is really adult Minecraft, right? Can we just call it yeah. what it is? It's, it's adult, adult Viking Minecraft. Yeah, adult, with, and then Viking. That's with, what gets you sucked in. Because if you said adult Minecraft, you'd be like, eh. And then if you say adult Viking Minecraft, you're like, oh, I'm in, right? Yeah. With bosses. I don't with, think there's bosses in Minecraft. Yeah, I don't. There are. There are. There's Ender Dragons hmm. and the Nether. Okay. And, yeah. But, um, it's, but yeah, summonable bosses that you know require some degree of tactics to to fight, and the combat is pretty intuitive and fun. Um, yeah, it's and it's good. Yeah, it was fun. I was on for first shift um, on Friday night <laughs> um, because, and I was on with uh, so my had uh, I think it was again the Weiss clan. Um, it was. Uh, the Weiss brothers, and then we had two second generation nephews on who are probably experts, right? They're they're old Minecraft experts, so we can we got to figure out how to put them to work. I think Ty, yeah. you, should be, you should be able to like, hey, I need I need somebody to mine, and yeah, so Matthew, they'll 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 you know, they'll come back, and you'll have you know. Ashton has been uh, just an absolute workhorse at the forge, uh, smelting when we drop off, you know, tons of copper and whatever else he. He gets it done today. He was bringing me stone as I was building the wall. Um, but yeah, your your brothers Ben and John have been on a ton too. So it's been fun to play with them every night. You know, see see them on, and we hang out in Discord and chat as we all farm and do whatever. So getting a yeah. lot of play here at the basement of death. Yeah, and they did take me through a boss battle because that was the first one I had seen. So that was that was kind of fun. So yeah, I think we'll be, we'll be spent. Yeah, the whole trick is how to balance that with everything else but there's or maybe not, or maybe just say whatever let's let's run it run it let it run its course so mm -hmm. yep it's very addictive uh I, so the first night I, I i played with ty and a few folks and i was like okay yeah i mean i get it it's all right the second night i was like okay yeah maybe and then i started my own solo world just to mess around with some of the because like you know, some of the stuff had already been done by other folks, and I, I wanted to see what it was all about, like, starting fresh. And 
I, I, I got real sucked in, like having to start from the ground up. And I, I, I get it now. And I'm real. It, it's, yeah, I, I can see how it's second job level yeah. for sure. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And it was, I did the same thing. I, I spent a, the first couple of sessions. I just did my solo. Cause I feel like I want to get my feel for the basics and whatever. Uh, and mm-hmm. then, but then I'm also super impatient. So then it was fun to jump into the, yeah. the server that everybody else <laughs> built up. I'm like, Oh yeah. And here's all this stuff. You can, uh, yeah. I don't have to do all this menial stuff. They already like jumped me up to, <laughs> to doing all this stuff. It's stuff I all read about. Right. And I don't have the 400 hours to, to do it, but yeah, um, but that's definitely fun. Bryce, we just got to get you to drop in. No, I just escaped a video game addiction. I'm doing everything I can to to not. It's well, real fun. Yeah, we'll yeah. get you. You know, your first taste is free, Bryce. <laughs> I've been actually painting for the last three weeks. It's It's been nice. Good for you, buddy. I'll use that again. We all have our vices. It's okay. <laughs> Speaking of our vices in the hobby, I think this would be an appropriate time to check in with another uh, listener message. This one from the man, the myth, the legend, Stu. Um, and I can't wait to hear what he has to tell us. Hey there, this is Big Stu in the house. Yeah, Big Stu from good old Nashville, Tennessee. Congratulations, guys, on... 50 episodes, four years, you know, I'm so excited for all you guys. I know you'll put in a lot of hard work on this and, uh, yeah. So, but let's crack on with these questions, you know, um, why do I listen to Plain Slam? Well, I have to say, there's any a podcast to represent Big Stew. It is this Play It and Slay It podcast that just because like, I like to drink. Okay, I'm always down with some brewskis. I like to roll dice. Okay, you like to, you know, watch the pop culture stuff, like the movies, and play the video games. Um, so yeah, that's which is what I'm all into, and and the books. You know, I'm not a big reader, but who knows? Keep talking about the books. I might actually pick up one for once and read it or listen to it. You know. So, uh, but yeah. Um, how long have I, or when did I start listening to Plane Slain? To be honest with you, I don't know. Okay. You know, ran into Ty and Ashton, found out he's part of a podcast, and I'm down with podcasts. I was like, let's lock it and load it, and let's rock and roll, okay? So, uh, yeah. But, um, who is my favorite host? Oh, man. Let's see, this is gonna be a little tricky one. Hmm. Nah, it's not. It's not. It's not be true. It's time. I can't. It's just time. It you know, yeah, he's my favorite one, you know. It, he smells good when I'm around him. Okay. You know, he's he's the sexiest looking guy. I mean I mean, when I saw him for the first time, I mean our bellies just connected. Okay, like his belly and my belly were like so uh yeah but um yeah so it's time okay next question i have to challenge a challenger host okay 
So this is going to be a two-part question. One's a general challenge to all you guys. And another one's, I'll be more specific to answer the question. General challenge, I want all you guys to come down to NashCon, man. Um, uh, this year might not be it, but next year or sometime in the future, just put it on your challenge list and come on down, all you fellas down there. I know some of you have been down there. And I want to roll dice with all you guys and drink a brewski with all you guys. And, uh, yeah, so that's my general challenge. My specific challenge is for my man Ty, okay? I know you got a little bit of a convert bug, okay? I do too. Um, and so, plus you, got, you had that converted Stormcast on with the item and stuff. So my challenge for you in 2021 for your newest... AOS Army is I want at least one model to look like me. And when I say look like me, I just want the face to have the beard, the glasses, and the hat. And I want my beard. I don't want some, you know, red beard or blonde beard. No, I'm down with a salt and pepper, okay? The salt and pepper beard, okay? And glasses and hat. And it could be a big model, it could be a small model, but I just want it to be wrecking face and kicking, taking names. And yeah, there you go. That's it. That's Big Stew. Again, congratulations, fellas. And, you know, stay safe out there. And I'll hopefully I'll see all you guys soon at some point. Peace out. Big Stew, out. Big Stew. <laughs> Oh man, so good to hear from him. So yeah, thank you, Stu. That was great. That was really, really good. And just, so these guys hadn't heard. I had got to preview them as I edited them in, but I let these guys. I saved it so that they could get the reaction live uh, on air here. So that was uh, it. Was pretty good. Yeah. So you got some hobby challenge there, uh, Ty. Yeah, man. I am. Uh, you know, I've got it though. I've I've got the ogre tyrant from. Uh, <laughs> uh, feast of bones yet to go i could i could see that becoming becoming stew with some uh some work you know get a get a ball cap on the man uh, a beard on that tyrant and then i'll have to figure out maybe with some thin like wire how to do glasses i don't know how i could even do that yeah man that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun one though and work in progress pictures will have to have to go out. I might need some advice on green stuff, Bryce, to make that happen. <laughs> we'll have to experiment with glasses making. Ooh, we could maybe three D print some glasses. Yeah, I was saying like, <laughs> like a resin. If somebody has a yeah, we get some by the time somebody yeah. gets a resin three D printer, that might be perfect for it. Yeah. yeah, man, it's it's so good to hear from Stu though. Like he's he's one of those people that. You know, just like you said, the first time that, that I met the guy, just we had an absolute blast and, uh, you know, lights up a room. So it, it's awesome to hear from him. I actually, you know, I'm I'm hoping. So NashCon, August this year, I know you guys may not, tickets went fast, they only had 48, but, uh, um, you know, barring COVID expansion or additional shutdowns, I'm hoping once I vaccine is readily available to to make that trip so i i got on the wait list and i've i've been working my way into a ticket so i'm 
heading down, but I think that challenge for 2022 might, might have to happen. It's such a cool mm-hmm. uh, group down there. Um, it's, it's a cool area, lots to do. I know Bryce, you and I have done that, but if we could get Coop and uh, Troy down there, that would be pretty epic. For sure. Yeah, it'd be cool. And yeah, and, and hopefully, yeah, maybe not this year, but next year. Cause if, if I go down there, I'd love to just, you know, hopefully everything be open and explore. I haven't been to Nashville. Yeah. I don't know, two decades probably since I drove through there. So I've never really spent a whole lot of time there. That would be a, a blast to make it a, a full event, right? Mm-hmm. Um, really you could cool. even swing the front half of the week into a family vacation in like Gatlinburg oh, yeah. or something. Yep. yep. And, and then, then Friday. And then send you know. them away, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then yep. start the real vacation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right. So... We're not going to do our usual hobby uh, hobby stuff, as I mentioned, so we'll dive right in the crowdfunding. Somebody here put a huge Kickstarter list together um, with no input from me. I, I'm worried that this might be Troy diving fully into the depths or or Josh has you know, caught the bug, but I'll let you guys tell me about Kickstarter. Uh, Ty, I believe the number one on the list was <laughs> is yours. Yeah. I, I, I didn't put it. I didn't put it on the list, though. I know you I didn't. Added my initials. Yeah, Zombie Side, Undead or Alive. Um, man, just when I thought I was done, after I'm waiting on second edition to deliver, they uh, they put out the Wild West and Zombies Fusion, which has always been a genre combination that I I think is fantastic. I've always wanted to write stories set in that. I love Deadlands and kind of that that concept of the weird West. So I'm very excited to see their take on it. Some of the, the minis they've been shown as, uh, as goals are unlocked are, are fantastic. Um, there's a steampunk expansion that they've also added in and uh, a horse expansion where you'll be able to ride your horse and the horse models look pretty cool. Um, but I think they're clearing around $2 million headed towards you know, higher, higher levels as they usually do. Um, who knows when this one will fulfill, but yeah, I'm, I'm all in. Can't have enough wild west zombies. And and I'm there too. I think it's awesome. I haven't, I haven't backed this one yet. Um, have I have, I don't know. I have a million different zombies sites. So I don't know if you, especially if you guys are going to get it, I may be able to hold off. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but now I'll check out as you guys talk about the combination of 3D printing and Kickstarter, and I'll check back in with you when we get to the other category. All right, Josh, you got you got the next one on here. Uh, yes. So, as Troy was talking about resin printers, I don't have one yet, but uh, I, I'm I'm right there. I'm knocking on the door. Um, I, I stumbled across uh, this company. A Titan Forge miniatures. They do amazing miniatures. They look great. And they have a Patreon that they, I think it's 10 bucks. Uh, and you get every month they have basically like a, I want to say it's like 20, 30 miniatures, um, all in a theme. So they had like kind of Arabian Nights kind of theme. Um, they had like swamp creatures and, um, you know, 
D&D type. It, it, well, that's the other thing. They have like a D&D line or, well, kind of RPG line <clears throat> with wizards and and hunters and um, rogues and, you know, all sorts of, yeah, it, it, they're amazing. Everything they've, they've put out so far is just great. So um, I would highly recommend uh, at least checking them out. You can... If you don't want to do the Patreon, you can go onto their website and and check out uh, and and purchase individually. Um, but yeah, they are uh, resin printer focused, so yeah, you would obviously have to have a resin printer, but or know somebody that has a resin printer. Sounds like we will soon. Pretty soon, pretty soon. Yeah, we'll have uh, maybe that's a whole uh, sub podcast where we talk about the yeah. The 3D printing stuff like that. So yeah, I'm on, I'm on the edge of it. It's just more of the the extra stuff that you have to do with the resin printer that's holding me off at the moment around yeah. the, the the UV curing and to make sure the ventilation and things like that. And that that's what's really holding me back because the printer themselves are at a affordable point and the quality's up there. It's just you kind of got to have the whole I'll figure out how you're going to put the whole system in place. I think to really yeah. be successful. Um, and along those lines, uh, so the printable, printable scenery folks have their Shadow Fae project going on, and they're just hit, knocking it out of the park again. So um, I think, Troy, you're in on that as well, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Everything's just fantastic That's that's been coming out of that project. So, yep. so Bryce, have you seen it? Because you may have requests. I haven't seen it yet, no. You you may want to at least look at the buildings that and the new terrain that's on there because there you might have some requests for yeah a table or two that could get built out of that stuff. That's pretty for cool. For sure. Yeah. Oh, and sure. I think between oh, Josh yeah. and I we have uh, we have it. Uh, you have it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so the next one that I just it just closed, but I believe they're doing uh late pledging on that is uh speaking of printable scenery. Uh, Matt and the guys down in uh, New Zealand, down there. Uh, it's Terrain Tinkerer, and it's basically instead of it's basically build your. It's an app or a computer program that lets you build your own 3D models, kind of out of assembly from parts of different things that are from the printed scenery, uh, you know, uh, inventory, kind of all the different pieces. But you can then customize it in this app, build your 3D model, export it, and then print it out yourself. Um, and it, so it has uh, a bunch of different, I'll call them, I don't know, it's like sets. So there's like a castle set, a dungeon set, um, like a city, some kind of a village city at that sun. And there's something else too. There's like a, oh, a cathedral, I think like um, Gothic cathedral set, things that are just kind of all the parts. And then you use the program to put things together. So that just closed, um, I think. But like I said, it's still available on that. So it'll be interesting to see again. So endless amount of <laughs> of see more things. I have more, again more things I could ever print in my whole whole life probably. But it gives you that flexibility just to like if there's a certain thing you're really trying to build, um, you pretty much can do it. Especially like these people, if you're doing dungeons, if people are doing the 3D dungeons for D and D or other role playing games, uh, a lot of that stuff set. So so that's terrain tinkerer. Uh, the other one I have, I'll jump on here. Um, one that that just delivered and actually is available in retail now uh, is Overlord. So if anybody used to play Boss Monster, if you remember the Boss Monster game, that was basically the eight bit, and you built the dungeon, and then the heroes. You basically were the bat, and then you ran heroes through your dungeon and basically ate them up and scored points. Um, this is kind of a 
another game in that universe but different in terms of now the monsters are coming out of the dungeon and it's actually a board game of you're trying to be the the overboss overlord um on that and so and that's actually was a kickstarter and john really loves boss monsters so actually i got that for his birth it was his birthday christmas present whatever that finally came two months later so um it was an interesting adventure on that one i can't remember what the original there was an original name of that game that they about halfway through they realized that they didn't have the trademark for which is you'd think that somebody in marketing would have done <laughs> done yeah, the research yeah. on that before you get before you let it go too far down the road right um but that was a like a, a two or three month debacle when they had to rename it and rebrand the whole thing uh, and somewhat but um but i'll let you know when uh, john gets around to playing it how it turned out so so that was pretty cool and the Another one that just delivered, and I, I mentioned it, uh, is on the Reve, the race for the champion stripes. I think I talked about this when I backed it. Uh, it is a Milwaukee designer actually printed in uh, in Madison here. So it was, uh, it was again, supporting a, a local designer and local game developer. So, And again, I have a, a brother and sister-in-law who are huge bike racers. So it'll be, this is kind of like Flamme Rouge, if we talked about that Flamme Rouge, which is the the bike racing game. This is probably Flamme Rouge on steroids, kind of from a, a, a little bit more detailed. Um, it's more about not win, winning the race, but really managing the team and in and, and bike racing, how do you get your team to finish and strategies and so forth. So um, I'm hoping to get that to the table probably with, with my brother and sister-in-law to get real bike racers to see what they think of that. Um, so it's, pre again, pretty good. It's interesting. You can definitely tell it's... Um, I don't know. It's like a. It feels like a very self-published game. Uh, you know, the quality is. I, I think they use Game Crafters, which is right there in Madison. Are they right um, there? So everything's kind of like just good enough. <laughs> you know, it definitely feels like almost a, a print and play type version on that. Um, but I want. I want. You know, don't, don't want to knock it. He got it out there. He was really good. What was kind of funny is he actually did local delivery for people in Wisconsin. Over at if, if you're living wheel and sprocket is a big chain of bike shops in the thing. And he actually he must have a relationship with some of them. He actually is like for all of us, we were able to pick him up at, at the uh, Bayshore uh, wheel and sprocket. So that was that was kind of funny too to to go into the bike shop. And they knew exactly I'm like, I'm like, I'm here for a game. And they're like, Oh, we know who you are. Who's your name? <laughs> so that was kind of kind of funny. Now, when I read it on the list, I before I read the subtitle and remembered, I thought on the rivet, what kind of worker placement yeah <laughs> like industrial foundry type game is troy playing i'm like is this a factory building game no now this is a bike racing game i i'm still i, I think he he still needs some marketing around the the title um this is like the second title because i think they tried to kickstart it once and didn't quite get enough enough backing and then he went back to the drawing board on it and and did that and i had to look way into like urban dictionary for like on the rivet is actually a super old biking term, I guess, for when you kind of get up on the pedals and and really going. I, but I don't know. I don't. I'm like that's such a niche uh, <laughs> kind of thing. I don't know that anybody's really like kind of. Although I guess I don't know. Flam Rouge probably doesn't have the best name either, but people figure it out. So, <laughs> uh, and the last one on my list is uh, is our guys at at Hunters. Uh, What's what's the full name? Hunter International, Hunter, uh, Hunter Hunter's Hunter, Entertainment, Hunter Entertainment, Renegade Game Studio, Renegades. Now they're their publisher, uh, Ivan Van Norman, uh, and they just did an RPG for uh, Gods of Metal Ragnarok, where you are basically heavy metal heroes, 
kind of heavy metal superheroes uh, in this kind of fantasy heavy metal rock land kind of thing. Um, and uh, it, when as soon as they came out, like for me as an kind of old metalhead, it just really spoke to me, and it was a lot of <laughs> a lot of fun. Again, another one of these games that I probably will never actually get to the table, but um, I kind of was all in to to kind of get all the cool stuff. And they had some really, for once, I don't usually watch a whole lot. I actually watched a few of the hunters does a lot of live streaming of these games as you know to, to basically publicize the. Uh, the Kickstarter and so watch a few of them because they actually had it was interesting was I learned more about some of the uh, it was actually a a band that I actually am a, a big fan of their lead singer she was actually in one of their their one of these live streams and that totally sucked me in too because I'm like what okay she'll she besides that she also knows what role playing games are and and does that stuff so so that was that was pretty cool so so we'll we'll let you know when that uh, when that actually comes out. I'm I'm telling you, Troy. Whenever you want to record between the sheets, where we take a role playing game and break down character creation and a quick and simple review, it it's not out there. We could be the trendsetter. We, we can do it. That that might save that. That might be uh, when we talk at the end for the uh, the future of playing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so so we made it, Ty. You can. You are you awake? Oh, yeah, you, you woke me up with Gods of Metal Ragnarok and bike racing. I'm I'm back. I'm back. 50 episodes of 3D printing. You'd think you guys would start that's your own dirty other, 3D printing podcast. So between, the, yeah. between the sheets and then, Josh, you need to come up. What's the other title? Dirty 3D printing. Dirty. Yeah, <laughs> I already have the Twitter handle. Yep. So we'll get that going, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get into the library, uh, just a couple other, other things. Um, so I, I did uh, start airbrushing at home after two years of being scared to set it up and i finally just did it i put some primer on a handful of models the first time and i'm like okay it worked i cleaned it i figured it out then i did a slightly longer session priming necrons and i started to smell something kind of funny and then i touched the compressor and it was like scalding hot like i could have fried an egg on the outside of the compressor um I think I think I actually burned out the motor with like an electrical fire. I don't know. It smelled like burning and it was ridiculously hot after about maybe 45 minutes of airbrushing. Your airbrush um, skills were too hot to handle. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in search of a new compressor uh, because this one now is completely dead. It just will not work because I think the inside probably looks like uh, the Terminator when he falls into the... <laughs> Um, you know, the, the molten metal yeah. in that factory. So I feel bad, Ty. I gave you that compressor and then it died on you. So no, don't but... feel bad. I, I appreciated it. I, I probably left it sitting for too long without work. It was mad at me for not using it sooner. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I had, had some fun there. Um, you know, just spraying a little bit of paint through it, getting used to the feel and, you know, how, how to actually do it. I've I've had a couple of interactions with Bryce with airbrushing 101, um, but this is the first time where I didn't have someone over my shoulder to say, "How do I do this? What do I do? Where do I hold it? What's the PSI I need?" So I still texted Bryce. I'm like, "What, <laughs> what PSI do I need?" <laughs> Not trusting the three YouTube videos I watched. So Bryce, do you have a nice compressor, or are you like us and just have a 
get it. No, I, well, I, I, I would say it's nice, yes, but I got um, on Amazon, there's this like starter airbrush package, and it comes with just a crappy airbrush and a uh, tankless compressor, and it, or a tank compressor, and it, it works great. I don't, I, I don't know what more you would need. You know, like I know they make really expensive ones, but like your PSI range is like 10 at max and it handles all of that. No problem. And it's not loud. And it. so I would never buy a more expensive one. I would just probably buy the same package because it was only like $95. Yeah. Then you get a, you get a crappy airbrush, but you can use that for priming or whatever and just kind of beat it and not worry about it. And yep. And Harbor Freight is also your friend. I was, I think I texted Ty that uh, when he's looking and, and they're, you know, so if you really want one, like now you can literally walk in, they used to just sell the, the air compressor. And that's actually what I have. Um, now I, I can only find where they have, like you were saying, Bryce, they just, they have like a real cheap airbrush kit that has the compressor. It's a tank less one. Um, and then they has some super cheap airbrush in it that I wouldn't really use for anything. Um, but again, under a hundred bucks, it gets you out the door. Um, and ready to rock and roll. So, yeah. So I'll be looking into that. Um, I don't know. I I know we've got something here that is is technically a TV show, but if we want to hit that before we dive into the the library, go for it. I'm not sure who put that up there. Uh, I did. So Wandavision, I loved it. We just finished up this week. Um, it was a a wonderful, whatever two month trek. Um, Did you down. watch it every every week? Every week, yeah, every week, and then absorbed it and uh, tried to figure out what was going on. Usually, we'd have a different. I would watch the it, between. Uh, I was usually John and I would have conversations because we were both pretty into it, uh, and then I would watch Kevin Smith's breakdown usually on his weekly thing because uh, he's another you know kind of comic geek um, and uh, also of my age too. So. We have so, a similar background of it. I I did the opposite. I watched the what is was it nine episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I watched the eight episodes on Thursday and the ninth on Friday morning as like before I went to work. And uh one of my coworkers did the opposite and did what you did. And he said like all of the theories that people came up with were so far off and like spoiler free obviously but that's yeah. why i can't do that like i i can't stand some of the crazy stuff people come up with and some of it like then it gets all in your head and you're like well this is going to happen and then you get expectations but i didn't i just absorbed it all and thought it was fantastic minus one episode that felt stupid <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and I'm the I do not go way down the rabbit hole kind of thing. The thing that I would watch is there are so many little Easter eggs in each one that are callbacks to other old comics yeah. and other things like that. But you have to go like some people then try and make an extra jump, and you're like, no, you guys, you're reaching, right? <laughs> you're reaching for that stuff. And so it's yeah. That's why I said I only listen to like certain people. I would just kind of I wouldn't go down and. Um, yeah, because there are people that were filling whole weeks of content trying to guess at what was going on with that. But uh, but really, I, I, I again, you, you got to be kind of a comic geek and a Marvel MCU stuff. And I think it helps if you also have some background in uh, the Scarlet Witch and uh, West Coast Avengers and stuff like that. But it really kind of it. I think there's a little bit of everything there is really good. Uh, I mean, it's actually an emotional um, story that gets told through there. Uh, mm-hmm. which, 
uh, pretty cool. So, yeah, it was. Um, I'm not a huge Marvel uh, guy. My my wife loves Marvel, and her and my son watch those movies at least once a week. There's a one of the MCU movies on, so they watched it every week, and I I would usually watch it or I would nap for like 15 minutes of the episode and then ask for a, a download. But I did make sure I watched the the last episode and. No, no spoilers, but there is a aerial fight scene that is some of the best uh, TV um, cinematics that, that have taken place since, you know, like the Daredevil hallway long shot uh, that Netflix did. And like, um, you know, they they really did a good job with what is not a feature film budget, making a, a pretty epic, uh, you know, special effects laden, but um really good really good fight and I, I think that's as much as i can say without any spoilers and i don't want to be that guy so thank you because i haven't watched episode nine yet so oh, there you go you'll be happy you'll <laughs> I, think, I, I was very satisfied i think i was satisfied with how everything ended up so yeah we are officially past the 48 hour moratorium on on spoilers though so yeah no i i just forgot to it, i've been kind of wrapped up in something uh, Belheim. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's get into the library. Um, I don't know, Troy. Do you want to kick it off with the the book club discussion from, sure. from February? Yeah. So our uh, last uh, book club was Fool's Gold um, by you're going to make me John Hollins. Hollins, yeah. Um, so a really fun um, kind of. We were looking for just kind of a feel good fantasy romp and uh this really delivered um and I, I think we had a really good really good discussion we kind of i think we we scared some people off uh with our uh, doors of eden that we had kind of before the holidays <laughs> um we had but the we had four of us that kind of went through and we had a really good discussion uh kind of what we were that was mid-february or something like that around that yeah, so yeah a few weeks back um so i would recommend again if you're looking for kind of like your adventure group uh kind of goes off and and uh, goes on an adventure I, I would, uh, yeah i would say it's a D party uh oceans 11 yep oh that's a great ah, awesome <laughs> yeah is is how it played out yeah so really yeah so that was that was really that was fun um and then uh so we're uh we're kind of resetting a little bit um i'm tempted i know we haven't we haven't had a whole lot of conversations i know we were um a lot i know a few people are interested in that new arcadia uh audio so audio only thing that came came comes out so i was kind of tempted to like hey let's just kind of do uh if people want to listen to that or have listened to that let's just kind of do that as a, a, a in between kind of thing and we'll still kind of figure out what our next book is uh, but maybe we'll plan to have uh, if a few of us are gonna listen to that um and uh which is kind of it's kind of like a my again bryce it sounds like you've been down the rabbit hole right it's being sold as a little bit of a ready player one kind of got some nostalgia to it around uh around some kind of a, a world or something else like that so um, yeah so i have i have two hours left uh in it it's i think it's ten and a half hours um and it's it's like a not it, the setting of the book I or I feel like it was just written because it it starts off as like a pandemic situation and they've been in quarantine or lockdown for multiple years now and they're completely isolated from society and you know, everyone is assigned roles and where they're living and it it kind of just briefly kind of touches on that and the and some of the struggles with that and then 
video games come into play and then there's a, a game that's being beta tested and it's like uh, all immersive VR game um, that takes place in 1990X, which is, and it's like a Street Fighter, I guess, is the best way to describe the world that they're living in, or uh, Double Dragon type situation, but it's you know modernized, and uh, it's it's very very good. I highly highly recommend listening to it, mostly because the voice cast is incredible and yeah. the story's really good and kind of hits home with everything that we've dealt with the last year. Yeah, I'm uh I'm a few chapters in and and the the quality of the voice acting is phenomenal. The story's entertaining. Um it, it's pretty well done. So that'd be a good one, but yeah, New Arcadia, I um I was I didn't have the author's name come to mind, but I recognized it as someone I think that has guested on Critical Role maybe. Um I've seen it somewhere and I can't recall where, but like Sam Regal, Matthew Mercer, a few others are all, all voices on it. Eric Jason Martin. Eric Jason Martin. So definitely worth checking that out. Yeah, I'm also a few chapters in. I just started that. Um, mainly because uh, uh, a Bryce recommendation of a series uh captured my attention for uh, a few books. So since we last recorded, I read Reign of Madness, Legends of Ankh, and Kingdoms and Chaos, all from the King's Dark Titan. Yes. Yeah. Uh and I also read Play- Ready Player Two. So that's four books since we last recorded. Crushing. Who are who are Just you? Out of nowhere. Are you doing that while you play your uh, video game or what? <laughs> uh, I just I'm just finding time here and there. And then yeah, I, I'm three chapters into New Arcadia. So cool. All right, and we will at some point we will talk about Reign of Madness, um, or Dark King, King's Dark Tiding. Um, yeah. At, since that. Uh, that we've all kind of read those books. I don't know what we'll do. I may have to do it as a special spoiler edition. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I, I have I, I have lots of questions about that book. So, <laughs> have you still only read the first one, or have you read, read the first two? First two. Yep. Yeah, and read a Sandman uh, Slim Kick. I've read now the first four books. Nice. I just started the fifth, but then I started the fifth the day that New Arcadia came out. So I pause that to do new arcadia and then i'll start back up i'm on uh book six you're almost up to where i'm nice series yeah i just have so much fun listening to that it's like the genre that i i really really dig and i I said it to to ty before but it reminds me so much of the of the mage game that we play with paul and jen and tom and it's like it's like just an extension of our of our weekend gaming (laughs) yeah definitely yeah, that's so cool. I I need to get what I really I need to catch up on Dresden, and then I think that series is going to take the place of Dresden in kind of my book orders of working my way through a series. Um, and then the book I'm on now is between me and New Arcadia is uh, the Long Way to a Small Angry Planet by Becky Chambers, um, and I'm enjoying it. It's it's a real different sci-fi uh, kind of story, kind of very. I want to. I'm trying to find. I've been all for like days. I've been trying to figure out how to describe this. It's a little fireflyish. It's it's the they're all on this Wayfair one ship, 
it's a very um, diverse race crew. Um, you know, like a lot, I don't know, I always think like interesting sci-fi, like there's a lot of social commentary around, you know, diversity and how human, you know, it's a way to like a lot of commentary around where humans are not the center of the universe, right? <laughs> uh, and so you can make a lot of interesting kind of comments in there, but it's very, I, I, I want to say it's almost Star Trek-ish in that it's, I mean, it's not dark, it's not gritty, it's not 40K, it's kind of the Star Trek, the clean, I would call it the more clean and shiny kind of sci-fi. Um, but there's still, I mean, still little things like that. And it's just been a really nice, nice story so far. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm at the end, I've got a couple hours left, so I'm getting to kind of the, the climax of this. But so far, it's almost felt like this kind of episodic TV. It's really, each chapter is kind of almost focused on part of the different member of the crew and, and interesting things like that. So um, so it'd be interesting to see how it kind of wraps up. I believe it's the, there is a series in that book, but it, it was pretty, uh, you know, highly recommended. So I kind of went down the path to try it out. So, so if you're kind of looking for a, maybe a little different sci-fi, not so gritty, uh, <laughs> gritty kind of stuff, a little, uh, a little, uh, cleaner, that's, uh, a recommendation there. So, and then Ty got me started on this next one here. Yeah, uh, I haven't made it too far. You're ahead of me on this one. I, I finished that volume one, the fantasy heartbreaker. So die, D-I-E, die, um, is a very interesting graphic novel. Uh, the the writer, uh, Kieran, Kieran Gillen, yeah. um, who I recognized because he is the author of the Marnius Kelgar, the 40K comics. I was like, oh, cool. Then I read more about it, and it's a group of teenagers in the late '80s who play a create a role playing game focused around each character getting a specific dice. So, like the D twenty goes to the the game master, and then they end up getting sucked into the fantasy world, and they they are gone and missing from the real world for a handful of years, and they come back scarred. I won't say like what what all happens but they come back scarred and then one of them is left behind and this is all like set up you know this is like first couple pages so it's not even a spoiler and then they go back to that world when they're in their 30s a dice shows up in the mail to one of them and that brings them back and now that fantasy world has changed and got even darker and they're sorting their way through it knowing that what happens there is going to impact their life if they if they return I mean, they can die there. They can be maimed there. Like, so they go into the world of their game, and it, it's it's really good. Um, I don't know, Troy. Yeah, it, I'm, and I'm only a little bit way in because I I went through that first, and like you said, there's not. I don't want to say a lot of spoilers, but it it like that initial setup. It's that's all the first issue basically of of the the comic and it's just super intense because it's setting yeah they kind of get sucked in and they're gone for a couple years or something else like that um and then they like some of them come back like they, somebody doesn't make it back um but then there's this jump like, is it like 20 years i don't even know it's 17 it's like a, a yeah big... it's like 20 years from when yeah. they're 17 18 to when they're in their 30s 30, like... yeah so then then it's like this big jump in time and nobody's t like that the other thing is nobody's talked about it nobody talks about what happened and and there was you know it was kind of a media thing around missing these missing kids and what happened and 
and nobody, none of the group will talk about it. They don't talk about it with each other and anything else. And then all of a sudden, yeah, this die shows up and things get all over. But yeah, and, and I haven't even got into the, the world too much, but it, it was just super intense because it's more of like the, the real world impact of what happened to him. Uh, and the way it's written has just been been really good. So yeah, I fear again the opposite of yeah. If you want something dark and uh, emotional and, <laughs> and something that's not gonna make you not sleep very well, yeah, go down that uh, go down that path. So and the the art style is really cool too. Um, as as far as comics go, they convey this kind of the real world and this fantasy world and like different imagery and just very very cool um ways of of doing it uh and speaking of comic books the i i went on uh i don't know i guess it was an amazon recommended uh, as i was buying something else they laid out uh the uh the critical role origins box machina origins comics which are graphic novels are all they're like all together i think there's two volumes they have one nice hard hardbound book that's only like 20, 25 bucks on Amazon. And I kind of grabbed it because um, I heard good things. And I started reading that and I'm really enjoying that. Like, again, if you're a, a Critical Role fan and I'm a big fan of the Vox Machina campaign, it, it, it's been really fun to kind of visit those characters. And this is kind of when they were starting out uh, some stories around that. And again, really, really cool art, really the dialogue. I think they're nailing from what from the characters, which is really kind of cool. So uh, so it's just a, a fun uh, a fun graphic novel to read. Very cool. I'll, so we've touched on New Arcadia. I started, but um, my my year of books, I'm up to 12 read through January and February. So I'm, I'm crushing my goal to get to 36 this year. But uh, I finished the third book, Waylander by David Gemmel. Uh, so I've been listening to those and enjoying them. So I finished Waylander. Um, I read The Hike by Drew McGarry. Um, former Deadspin sports kind of writer, wrote a couple of novels. The hike is really interesting, really weird. Guy goes on a business trip and he goes for a walk or a run in the woods. And then he ends up in a world that is not his. And he's, he's like traveling through it and going through all of these like struggles and challenges. And he spends like years there. You know, it's like a journey of a lifetime that he's on as, as he had just set out for a run before a business meeting. Um, but a very weird, weird book, but really cool and, and a short one, you know, 200 some pages. Um, read Michael Shara's The Killer Angels, the book that Gettysburg is based on. I can't recall if I was reading that last time we talked or had just read, but. Um, and then a recommendation from a friend, Love Medicine is a kind of intergenerational um, a Native American family. And it talks about the different members at different points in time. Uh, reservation life through like the the 1930s to like late 80s early 90s different people and how the family weaves to get together um and then i started uh tay nahisi coates the water dancer which uh the day after i started it warner brothers announced he wrote the next jj abram superman film which is pretty cool um and then started New Arcadia on, on Audible. So I've been kind of reading through and listening. Valheim has impacted my ability to to read at night, but uh, <laughs> I'll get back to it. So this is where we will... So, yeah, we'll take oh, a break. 
Yep, we will take a break. When we return, we'll have another message from a dear listener, and then we'll get into kind of our main topic, the retrospective of 50 episodes of uh, Plain and Slain. Playing and Slaying, congratulations on 50 episodes of your podcast. Josh, Troy, Ty, the intern, just kidding, Bryce. Um, this is Josh Boyle, your super fan. And I just want to say thank you so much for the work and dedication that I know it takes to, to put into those episodes. I have absolutely loved them. I've loved following along with your adventures of gaming, your adventures of hobbying, your adventures with lack of hobbying and setting the goals. Uh, really, I, I appreciate it all. Um, don't have a regular gaming group like you guys do. And so it's just fantastic to be able to um, sit back, get my painting stuff out, listen in, laugh, and uh, feel like I'm, I'm part of the group. So you guys are awesome. Thank you for 50 episodes. Looking forward to 50 more and, and much more than that. So thank you again, guys. Congratulations. Awesome. I, I feel like he, he is definitely, he has a gaming group. Uh, we might not be local, but if ever we can, you know, get Adepticon or Gen Con or something back on the books, um, can't wait to, you know, play some games and, and hang out, uh, you know, as participate in a book club, hung out. Josh is just such a, awesome dude um you know he's he's become part of the the family and it's it's great to hear from him and that that connection has just been awesome um all yeah, started say, with, oh sorry ty oh i was gonna say i think it all started with a you know troy the the bodfather and and space hulk but it's it's gone so far from there yeah and i was just gonna say josh is like you know sometimes we joke about the 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 seven listeners we have or things like that. But when we, when we get to hear from Josh and, and kind of think about how he's just one of the crew now, and they, uh, just one of us, it's like, that's why we do it because uh, maybe we can find another Josh and just seeing his painting and getting his feedback and just getting to know him has been really awesome. So Plus, we're a fan of you, Josh. <laughs> Plus Josh's are the best. So well, I mean, I mean it doesn't have much competition to be the best Josh on the group. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oh, oh yeah. sick. You know, I was trying to keep it positive and then <laughs> just going to crush my spirit. 50 episodes of abusing Coop. Yep. Yep. That's it. No, I just want to say thanks to Josh too. Yeah, it was awesome to to hear from him and it, it's been great, yeah, to see how again just a, a random encounter at adepticon has turned into this uh, this friendship that we've now had for i guess years almost now um you know as we go through so yeah awesome so i guess this this is the part where we we kick back we open a new beer or lukewarm water and we talk <laughs> about 50 episodes um you know, Troy, I'm I'm gonna hand it off to you because I know you you are our uh, stat statistician, statistician, stats, stats, yeah, stats guy, something like that. I, how You're many stats what guy? Have you been drinking? What have you been drinking? <laughs> a, a lot, a lot, all day. No, not enough actually. But 
we should figure out over 50 episodes how many beers and drinks we've had. That would be a stat that I'm interested in. I did not. I thought about that as a possible one, but I didn't do a lot of research on that because I was actually I'm like, oh, something interesting is like how many times I drank the house cocktail. As the- <laughs> <laughs> um, so if, if any of our listeners want to do that research, um, feel, free, feel free to go in. Uh, one of the things that this did make me do is on the play, our, uh, Basement of Death website, I did kind of create a, a page that actually just has a list of links to all the different episodes and the titles. Uh, one, because that made it easier for me to do research uh, as we <laughs> as we went through this. And, uh, and and just it was fun to reflect and listen back on a few of the very old episodes. I did listen to back to uh, episode zero, kind of our, our trailer, um, I, it, which is pretty good. Although, I, I don't know, Josh, if you I don't know if you listen to that one again, I I think the 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 background bed music might have not been the best choice in 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 hindsight as we go back i don't know if that's a um but i'm gonna have to re-listen i don't even know (laughs) we we have this it was in the i'm like it sounds pretty it's pretty that was a cool idea but i don't know you you have to tell me it doesn't feel like maybe it aged quite well having the background music as we kind of talk about the future of playing and slaying at the time um it was pretty interesting um and some of that too so we so some of the stats that I did pull out there, and again, we don't I don't know. I mean, part, hopefully this just gets you if you haven't if you're somebody who joined us maybe midway through this this journey or something else like this, maybe we get you a little bit to to go back into the backlog and listen to a few of the few of the old episodes uh, as I did because I hadn't listened to these for since we did them probably. Uh, and it was interesting. It was cool to kind of revisit some of these things. And some of them, I think, are a little bit evergreen, some of the, especially some of the interviews and 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 stuff like that and some of our gen con you know or i shouldn't say gen con but some of our convention prep that we've done a lot of the 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 tips and stuff like that kind of are, are still very valid in, in in that stuff so uh so some of the stats that we run through uh as ty said we really have about 53 episodes um maybe 54 if you count zero as an episode um and if you go deep into the backlog that was and that was on almost again four years we're almost gonna be exactly four years probably when we release this out uh march 13th of 2017 believe it or not was our first real episode uh we had kind of done episode zero prior to that we had kind of done a real like the real launch was around uh, adepticon of 2017 i can't remember the exact dates but we really kind of had uh, I think Brian's episode. Well, I'm sorry, Brian Nero was our first guest on that first episode. If you want to go back to that, uh, and that was prior, just prior to Adepticon. Uh, and then our second episode was kind of covering Adepticon of 2017. So that was kind of that we kind of had things wrapped around Adepticon because that always has been um, a really one of the biggest cons for us in terms of interacting with different people. And a lot of our people who listen to us, I think, are in that miniature gaming kind of world uh and so uh it was a good good time for us to kind of relaunch the the podcast and so forth so uh so i mentioned brian uh brian is the only one as I, we were going to get into some of the guests he's the only one who's ever officially appeared twice now bryce i'm not counting you uh, <laughs> at, some, at some point bryce was a guest and then he was a recurring guest and then he was an intern and now he's just another another host so so all of this stuff doesn't count Bryce in any of the uh on any of that. I guess he he counts as the the only uh guest to turn into a, a fourth chair. 
is what we uh, <laughs> we, can count, we can count Bryce. Down, so. uh, and that was episode, I think it was episode 31 is where Bryce kind of uh, uh, switched from uh, the, uh, I don't know, that was your first, that's a good, I have to look back. That might've been when you kind of went in as the fourth chair, I think. I think you had joined us previous to that a few times. And then that was kind of like your third or fourth different appearance. Uh, and we're just like, all right, you're, you're on now. So I forced my way in. <laughs> we left the door open and Bryce just like put his foot in the door jam. And, <laughs> um, and we will, we will kind of talk a little bit about some of this, but we've had about 12 guests over our 50 episodes, uh, on and off. So about every third or uh, third or fourth episode, we end up we end up having somebody on. And uh, as I look back and that, some of the I not that I've forgotten, but it's uh, it's a really really cool list of, of people that we've kind of had on and got a chance to talk through over the years, uh, which have been great too. Uh, and then maybe not the best stat in the world, but uh, a good reminder is episode forty three was when we kind of previous to that we were always in the the BOD uh, studio, which is Josh's basement. And uh, we were almost, you know, one of the things we'd love to do is we were in person and it let us kind of hang out. And, and there was many, if you listen back, there were many times when we had guests in studio, which was awesome uh, and, and things like that. And, um, but, and so we weren't even sure, like, how the heck do you do this thing when we're all remote? And so, uh, you know, I think when the pandemic hit and we kind of took hiatus as we tried to, you know, the whole world tried to figure out what the next steps were. But then uh, episode 43, we... We figured out this thing like uh, the internet and and how do you re record remotely and uh, and uh, it's I actually I think it's actually grown the show in some ways like it's get figuring out you know we've given ourselves more options and 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 been able to pull in more people and and different things like that so uh, so we also have been a little we we will admit you know we this last year it's partly because we haven't you know a lot of our talking and you guys can weigh in right a lot of what we love to cover is our our convention coverage and be getting out and meeting with people and things like that. And so this year has been a little more difficult and they're like, okay, well, what, what do we really want to talk about? What do we want to cover? And, uh, and some of that. And so we have had a few guests on over this year and, um, and talked a little bit, but we have slowed down a little bit. And I think in terms of how many episodes we put out this year. So, but, uh, hopefully 2021, we'll get back on track here and get things rolling. So, so that was a lot of me kind of given what, what, what do you guys want to any, any things you guys are thinking about? Well, I, I want to figure out our total airtime, how many minutes people have had to suffer through listening to, to me. Um, so I might, I might try to do that math be before, you know, we record again, just to share a tidbit similar to when we counted uh, war cry, um, <laughs> you know, the infamous war cry episode. Also, yeah. Great, great episode. Which might've also been the sportsmanship trophy challenge episode. If I recall my episodes yeah. correctly. And that's why I was then just saying work right to interrupt at different times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it it's cool to think about the the number of years. And, and what some people may or may not know is that we had a, a show before this that we kind of relaunched into playing its lane, um, which we also did for about four to five years and darn close to 50 episodes. So, I mean, you know, sitting here with, with Josh and Troy for <laughs> getting close to a decade um, has has been a, a trip. And then interjecting 
Bryson into the mix, which is awesome. And, you know, you know, speaking personally for just a minute has become one of my, you know, best friends to come out of this hobby people that, you know, I met only from AOS and like painting and, and everything else it has been awesome too. So, you know, the, the number of guests, great adding Bryce, you know, was, was perhaps the best thing. We actually got a, um, you know, some hobby street cred when we, we added him. Uh, so <laughs> whoever, whoever made that hiring decision should get a, a bonus. <laughs> he, I mean, he interned well, so yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was it was a tough process, you know, yeah. I had to prove those appearances and then the internship, you guys asked a lot of me. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of coffee. You had to bring us a lot of coffee. <laughs> And guests, like I think, actually a few, and a few of them, we like uh, Bryce. Actually, we were like, okay, we want to get guests. Bryce, can you make this happen? And uh, I know you made at least at least one or two of them were uh, were Bryce making happen. So, yeah, I think I got Mini Stomp and Steve. Those mm-hmm. two pretty yeah. pretty credible ones. Maybe maybe that's a good time to just run through our you know who's who of playing and slaying guests and uh, a brief you know what we recall or what was fun about those those interviews um the the first one brian nairo uh anvil eight games godfather there um you know brian has has been since early adepticon days a, a dear friend so seeing him start down the venture of a game company and kind of doing his own thing in that space and you know, we're we're a small voice in the grand scheme of podcasts, but you know, trying to to engage with him and you know talk about his game was was really fun. But what is always entertaining about sitting down with Brian with a few beers are the the stories. He's he's a he's a very good storyteller, and uh, when we talked to him, I don't know if it made the cut of the show, but a couple of two tree. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's definitely. As, has been something that I, to this day, I am using. I'm going to have a couple of two tree uh, beers. So, yeah, and I, I guess I have to thank Brian. Like Brian, and I don't know, maybe this is subconscious. Like we've gone again. We've known Brian before almost all this stuff happened, and before everything happened in in his game company, as you mentioned, Ty. Uh, so we had Brian on number one, like episode one, the plane and slaying was Brian. And if you, and that's what I talked about. He was actually, and I actually listened back to the episode and for nostalgia purposes. Uh, and uh, so if you remember, Brian was in town, like we had him in studio in town and we recorded after the day, after we went out, I think we went out to dinner or somebody went to dinner and, um, and I don't know, I, like in the show we talk about, we were probably eight hours into our drinking at the point that we record that episode. So uh, and then we can, and then we, I think we tried to play games after that, after we recorded too. We Which tried to play that? Scythe after <laughs> yeah. recording. Yeah. <laughs> didn't um, go well. Yeah. No, but we did play, um, um, what's that? We did play Frontline No, front line no Comrades uh, successfully. Um, so maybe that just shows that that game is, is built for uh, being uh, intoxicated. Yep. Call back, to, call back to Ty's beer. I think we went to Raised Grain. We did. We had yeah, pizza at Raised Grain <laughs> at their old site. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a classic. And then, actually, as I was talking, mentioned episode forty-three, which was kind of the uh, the restart in uh, the remote uh, quarantined world. We had Brian back on. 
which was a nice reset uh, and a good chance to catch up with him. And we had all kinds of conversations with him. And I think we talked about Essen and, and, uh, that was and, the Warcry episode, right? Uh, no, no. Cause Warcry was in studio. I, cause I know uh, that cause yeah. I remember Ty sitting next to me saying Warcry 37 uh-huh. times. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so again, that, so yeah, 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 we gotta thank Brian for, uh, for uh putting up with us the couple times that we've had him on and i'm sure he he may be the number number first guest to hit number three too uh because we're kind of due to have him back on one of these days so absolutely and then uh next one chris hoffner so chris the director of nexus game fair uh, a local con um that has gone on pretty much each each year um yeah and, and yeah and i know they're trying to figure out what nexus looks like this year, I think. I think they're still a little bit up in the air. Um, I think they're doubtful for this year, but they're still trying to figure things out. But yeah, it was fun to have Chris on because that was one of the early years when he was really trying to get Nexus off the ground. I think that was the mm-hmm. first or second year mm-hmm. around some of that. And he is not local, which is funny. Like the convention's local here, but he's actually in the Indianapolis area. Um, and I ended up uh, originally meeting him through Gen Con, I think Gen Con and Space Hulk again or something else like that. But uh, it was good. And Chris has been, uh, yeah, besides having him on, he's been, I know, great for me over the years, just in attending Nexus and running games there and so forth. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a cool connection and Troy, you've become, I mean, you're like a GM of honor. Uh, you're in the the program guides at, <laughs> at Nexus. So let's, you know, let's not downplay uh, your legendary status at that convention. Yeah, I, I think it's who you know. I think that's that's typically. Right. I I mean, I remember a time where I looked at the Nexus Game Fair website, and you were actually the GM of note for every entry. The it only. was like your name yeah. was listed twenty three times. Uh, so there's there's something to be said there. Speaking of something to be said, our third third guest, Will Conway, uh, also from Anvil uh, Games. One of the the actual the creator of Frontline No Comrades and uh, the lead designer there on a number of projects. Will is uh, is always good for a, t- a story. Uh, when we think about storytellers, mm-hmm. and if you ever want to hear the one about the horse who learned how to play the guitar, I suggest you listen to that episode in its entirety. Um, you'll be in for a absolute treat of, uh, I, I mean, just legendary tale that he, he spins there for us. I don't know what else there is to say about Will. Love the guy, <laughs> his epic beard. Great um, beard. Yeah. I've never won a single game I've played against him of anything. Uh, he's, he's a tactical genius. Um, so episode 12, if you episode want Episode 12. I would say episode twelve. Go back and uh, and and yeah, another another person who is due back. Like we're at some point, we need to figure out how to get Will back. Um, I think what we are is we 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 are spoiled in that we do not want to have him remote. Like we want to figure out how we can get Will here and then have him on the show. Not well, first, he's got to get back into the country. He's been in right. Ireland yeah. since kind of COVID kicked off. He had gone home shortly after, so. Um, but yeah, love, love Will, love hanging out with him. It was a lot of fun, and and he's certainly, um, you know, it's fun to hear about his his side of the, both as a a longtime hobbyist and and gamer, and also now a you know a kind of an industry insider. So, 
Our, our next guest is we're that's the uh, we knew her when right we knew we knew her before she was big time so or only she was only slightly big time when when we had her on. Uh, we'd be hard pressed to to get her back on. I think uh, all these mm-hmm. magic cards keep rolling out, but Elena, um, dear friend for for a very long time, but uh, just an incredible artist. Um, featured in a number of board games uh, for different companies and a number of magic cards, some really, really, you know, um, just kind of epic card art. Um, and, and she's really carved out a, uh, a spot, you know, each set that comes out, there's a number of cards and she's involved in some of the concept work and, Uh, see how how she uses her her background and and that was a fun one. I'm sure Troy's got the episode. Number to make tobacco as well, but and I have actually recommended. That gamer people, I've had uh, or his camera just had. has figured out how to get their career and, and recommend. So I've recommended that interview to kind of non-gamer type people, just people who want to understand how do you get into an art career? How do you, you know, get into that kind of those, uh, the art side and creative side. So uh, hopefully, again, I think that's something there. There's some evergreen things there that are, are useful for people to listen to. And then um, Bryce referenced, uh, you know, this one helping line up the interview, but Landmine, uh, from Mini Stomp, the the online source for all that is GW product um, across the United States, uh, you know, ships it pretty much anywhere. Um, has uh, has supplied you know thousands of points worth of models to each and every one of us. <laughs> um, but we we had a chance to sit down with him and and talk beer, hockey charity you know number of cool things going on at at the time and and get be you know to the man behind the uh the the i don't know how to describe it um <laughs> enablement of acquisition disorder uh you know just a, a phenomenal uh businessman and, and really fun to talk to any any highlights from that one i just thought i mean it was Cool, because I don't, you know, we end up we end up talking more about, about again him being in the community and meeting people again the same thing of all the people he's met, um, and just the the ways were the same, right? And um, and again, I remember a lot of beer talk and that, and he's right, he's like kind of across the lake over in Michigan, if I remember right. Yeah, uh, so interesting to talk about uh, kind of different things and locales and things like that. So yeah, really a, a, a fun episode. Uh, Twenty five, if you're if you're looking to go back to that one. So 25, it feels so long ago. Yeah. Then, that um, was when I was an intern still. Yeah, you were still, intern you know, setting days. up interviews and we weren't sure if we could really trust you with a mic for the full show. <laughs> I'd come on for the beginning part and that was it. 
then uh the the next you know dan uh dan gomez the lonely havoc uh of havoc cast and multiple other uh projects that was that was a good time chatting with dan uh kind of taking a, a play on his 20 questions that he asks all of his guests and asking him uh 20 of our own questions which were were pretty fantastic and and that was a lot of fun a lot of laughter recording that one um and i i found a, a newfound well maybe not newfound but i rekindled an appreciation for um for 90s grunge music uh with female singers during that episode so <laughs> oh and that was episode 29 uh, and I and that was the one of our very I, normally we are pretty much safe for work. Um, that episode's not. Um, there's, a, <laughs> I think we, we uh, Dan drops the f bomb quite a bit, and we we probably join in at one point because we're like, well, we'll just give up. So that's a, <laughs> that was a, again a lot of fun uh, and a great great conversation. Then uh, I, I think if I remember right, I didn't do any research for this. I'm just going from the the memory of four years. Of Your memory's pretty good. You're like you're you're remembering more than I am. Then I listened to the stuff. We had uh, we had Aaron Darland and Paul DK, uh, the designers for the Ethereum role playing game, Anvil Games. Um, Aaron uh, is is a full fledged uh, member of Anvil um, and Paul is a dear friend and in many of our uh, RPG groups and runs the mage game that Bryce and I refer to often, but they were talking about the, the design process of the Ethereum uh, role-playing game. We had a kind of a in-depth, you know, behind the scenes discussion of, of that, that game, the design of it and their experience. And I have no clue what episode number, but I'm sure Troy does. Cause that's is. Warcry, isn't it? Wasn't uh, all the guests for Warcry? episode 35 and i you may be yeah i'm i'm right i remember i remember very much and there's a one little thing where tom's back in the distance you can barely hear him and he said <laughs> yells war cry <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure you're right because i do see war cry in the show notes <laughs> so. nice oh man the next one was a really cool thing. So AOS Reminders was a, a big part of helping me through some tournaments in 2019. And we had the uh, the creator of that website um, and that phenomenal work of, of coding, uh, Davis Ford. We had a really awesome talk with Davis. There was some very technical stuff that I, I totally didn't understand, but I hope Josh and Troy understood. Um, sure. <laughs> Uh, but it was, it was cool to sit down with Davis and, and kind of hear about his, his process and his site's still up doing very well, uh, seeing it, you know, updated every time new books come out. Um, I think without much tournament play, I'd be interested in, in what his traffic's been like, but I, I know he's, you know, still plugging away on it. Um, well, and the, and the really awesome thing about his, his project basically is, um, you know, it's sort of a collaborative open source type model, you know, any, anybody that wants to jump in and help out can. And I, I, I don't know, that's, I work for a company that kind of does that model and uh, I, I can really get behind that. So uh, I, I've always thought that was very cool about that project. So 
kudos to him. Yeah. Davis was awesome to have on and, and, uh, yeah, the the crowdsourcing of of AOS reminders is so so cool, and and we owe him a couple beers. I know that uh, I think we were trying to get together for an Adepticon, and things got. I know he wasn't even. I think before the whole thing happened, I know some things came up. He wasn't going to make it, but hopefully, twenty twenty two or somewhere, we're going to catch up with him and be able to uh, to buy him a beer or two. So, and then um, you know the episode thirty nine. Sorry, thirty nine. We're keeping track. Moving ahead, we're getting closer to fifty. Weird. It's almost like this is chronological. <laughs> then we had uh, Raf Cordero, so of um, Ding and Dent, Goonhammer. Um, you know, uh, freelance writer everywhere. Raf uh, sat down with us, and I know he's a he's a busy guy with his his writing, his full time job, and then his own podcasting. So it was really cool to sit down with him. And I, I think we had one of our more uh, cerebral discussions. You know, we talked about inclusivity and um, in in gaming specifically. Um, but you know, Raf had just some phenomenal um, insight to offer, and it and it was an episode that you know struck me on a uh, you know more of a personal level. We we kind of got away from some of our our usual uh, banter and and jokes, and had a really good in depth discussion about a really important and relevant uh topic um and i would you know this is an episode when i think of the the the, the dozens you know the 53 episodes that we've done this is the one when i i think about if i was going to point to somebody of what the show means to me and what you know what is important to me personally this is the the one i point them to as kind of my my favorite episode you know the work that that we put into it having raf on and and sitting down and discuss it well episode, yeah episode 46 um and again i exactly what you said ty I, this is one of my favorite episodes it was great that raf could hang out with us and again it was kind of came out of a little bit that we ended up I met him at uh, kind of through the independent characters community and we, he's in Chicago area and we ended up um, getting together at Gen Con and, and meeting. And uh, so I, again, appreciate his time. Cause I, it, the conversation we had was just great. And uh, again, that was summer of 2020 and there was a lot of stuff going on and there still is stuff going on. And so I, I feel it's, it was a great episode. And like, yeah, like you said, Ty, it did, was one of the ones where it felt like, hey, maybe we're actually making a little bit of difference in <laughs> in the world in some case, in our little 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 corner of the world, right? Uh, how can we have a, a discussion about uh, diversity and other things like that 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 really do matter? So, and what a great dude! Oh, like, he's just a cool guy. He's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Then speaking of great guys, uh, we had our uh, staff physician. Dr. Gabe on to join us for the palate cleanser of all palate cleansing episodes. What do you do if you ingest too much paint, you know, when you're licking your brush, how do you deal with Nurgle's rot and other hard hitting medical gaming questions for a segment of ask Dr. Gabe. And what a great dude. <laughs> and what a great dude. Um, yeah. Dr. Gabe was, uh, was an awesome, awesome sport about our questions and handled them all just with a great wit and, uh, you know, sense of humor. Um, 
and and Gabe's another one. And you know, talk about people that we met through conventions that have become dear dear friends. Um, uh, Doctor Doctor Gabe is certainly um, you know up there as far as folks we've met who now are who we consider a part of our gaming group when we go to Adepticon, when we go to Gen Con. Um, we've a- adopted the doctor. We also needed a, a physician and yeah. on staff, yeah. you know, for what happens if, if we cut off our thumb, you know, while trimming resin models from Forge World. Well, we call Dr. Gabe. We're not going to check Wikipedia or WebMD. <laughs> We're getting on a Discord chat with our, with our might, doctor. We might check WebMD, but we won't. <laughs> And I know I, I know there's no video component to our show, but you can just hear the lab coat and the stethoscope <laughs> around his neck while he's talking. So I you know take that for what it's worth. He's a real doctor. He's a real doctor. <laughs> so episode 47, if anybody wants to. 47. Yeah, that was that's a good one. 47 is we we really, you know, going Raph, Dr. Gabe, and then our la- most recent guest was uh, Holy Hammer Hearn, Steve Herner, um, just a legend. And this is the episode that I have dubbed the Storytellers episode, like the old VH1 uh, show where a band would talk through their songs and why they wrote them. And mm-hmm. we just got to sit down and listen to Steve uh, talk about narrative gaming and painting and hobbying. Um, like pop-up video style. Yeah. Like, well, and, but and, feature film length uh discussion though yeah well and and getting in I, and maybe that was my fault right we talked about getting into the hobby back in the the ancient days and uh yeah it was just two like two and a half hours of just stories from steve um of all but all the things that we all love that's what was great <laughs> like again whether it was old gaming or narr- like you said or narrative uh, gaming or painting or how do you get like it was it was great it, it's uh, uh you know, maybe a little different than what we've done in the past but um it was a, a great and steve is steve is awesome and um and maybe that actually leads us into the other you know kind of the other things besides interviews right this show has been really over the years has been kind of the you know talking about the events that we've gone to and and the people we meet there and the things we do and the, the community that we've built uh, over that and so and one of those has been the holy events that that steve has put on and uh, unfortunately i have not been to any yet and that's maybe uh something on my bucket list um along with NashCon and other things but i know you know bryce and ty both you guys have been um you know have a, a strong bond to at least the holy events but um you know that's that's the other things to, uh, I think next on our list to talk about is really kind of the events that we've covered over the years. Anything from the, the guest list that we haven't hit on that anyone's got? Big thank you to all of them. I, I know a lot of them listen and I think they, they've saved us many times when we've been like, well, what should we talk about? And then we reach into our bag of wonderful people we know and pick one to come and talk for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely true. Um, you know, it's a, it's a gift when somebody, you know, joins you on, on the podcast uh, of, of their time, you know, their, their knowledge and, and filling, you know, filling con- content. I hate to say that, but like, you know, it sometimes people don't want to hear about our D and D characters for the five hundred and fifty second time, or 
you know, how I didn't paint anything again for the 12th <laughs> month in a row. Uh, so it, it helps to, to get that ad, but yeah, I would, I would echo that a, a thank you to each and every one of them. Um, yeah. even those that may not still listen. <laughs> All of our guest episodes have been fun and it, it's always interesting to see where the show goes when we add a different character to the mix. Like, you know, everybody has their own little niche and yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to see that, that morph, right? So yeah, it's, it's great. I, I love it. So I'm going to put you guys on the spot for the next 50. Who is a guest that you want to have on the show? Domus. Oh, good call. Jacob Berry. Jacob Berry. Oh, I don't wow. think I can handle Jacob Berry and Ty. I would probably have to do the sit out on that one. They, I would need to be able to just listen back to that. Yeah, uh, Troy kind of stole stole that thunder for me for saying Domus, but I think Tom McClure would be another really good guest to have on the show. Josh and Troy don't know him as well, but he's a He's just a wonderful human being that's been in the hobby for a very, very long time and has lots of stories. My uh, my guess that I need it's it's a one one or the other. Carl Tuttle, Paul Murphy. <laughs> I need well, to make you're, that. You're happen. going for it. You're going yeah. for it. Yeah. Swinging for the fence. Shoot, shoot your shot, buddy. Yep. We'll, we'll see. What we we'll see what we can do. Uh, when I think about just podcasters that I love listening to, you know, and uh, it's it's those guys and in, in, inspired me to get into podcasting, you know, to some extent. So to be a Mr. Meff uh, would be cool, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I like, to get, I like to get him on the other side of the mic. I think. That yeah. Would, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to have him on for a, yeah. an RPG yeah. gaming retrospective. We've talked about that. We just got to. Reach out and well, make that one happen. Yeah. Well, problem is, he, yeah, we gotta find time in his schedule. He's like yeah. there all the time, right? But we'll see. I'm sure we can make that happen too. So, all right. Well, we'll see what we can do uh, for those. Um. So, Troy, you mentioned some of the the events, and I, I think what's cool is, um, you know, in in addition to the tournaments and the conventions that we go to, there are a couple things where we've we've kind of joined in on uh, various things. And, and one of them that um, I know you listed here, but that was very important to, to me. And, um, you know, and I think all of us was when Mr. Mr. Meff did his uh, charity rantathon uh, for 24 hours for, for mental health um, over the summer in the midst of the pandemic, when we were all kind of feeling this, malaise of wanting to get back to normalcy and seeing people and doing things and you know connected throughout that day listen to multiple people uh but our our segment was was some of the most fun i had this this year um when i think about where where we went what we talked about uh and then the reading of some of the scenes from the room just to cap it off was you know chef's kiss as they say Yeah, that was a blast. I mean, that was a a fun, uh, fun, fun day, right? Again, we were on for whatever it was, hour or two, um, and fun to to 
to contribute in that form. But like you said, over that 24 hours or whatever, to listen to the other guests and participate in that was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, and we and for a good cause. That was what the cool part was. I know we, we raised a lot of money, more money than I ever, you know, than I think anybody ever thought would ever come out of that, which was really cool. Then um, I know you put down Gamers vs. Harvey, I think, when the, the hurricane um, had come through. There was gaming and BS I saw had done uh, kind of a, a mention about it, and we, we talked about it. Um, I know there have been some other charity fundraisers where Troy has, you know, gifted and as playing and slaying podcast, but just as a as an overall, I, I think that's something we we always have done a pretty good job about is um, you know, focusing on giving back in that idea, that concept as um, you know, people that are are in positions where we have opportunity to, you know, to help out when times get rough for uh, you know, a, a city, a part of the country, uh, a, you know, a charitable cause. So I know we've we've mentioned several, and we've been a part of a few, and and that's always something that's important uh, to each and every one of us that we've we've really been able to do over the you know the four years of recording is dial in the, some of that stuff and and stay connected when people need some help and use our our voice, however small or large it may be, to you know bring attention and awareness. How about the 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 tough part because we haven't been able to do this in over a year, but the conventions, the Gen Cons, the Adepticons, talk about you know how cool it is to see the t-shirts on everybody or the hoodies, like when our group kind of would roll out. I remember that Adepticon where it I could always see somebody from a distance uh from the when the hoodies were were a new thing the blue ones with the yellow logos that both of you are conveniently wearing on the left side of my screen on their video chat here. Um, I think Adepticon is probably where we have had some of our <laughs> bigger gatherings of our extended network, uh, you know, Gen Con too, but Adepticon feels like where we really connect to listeners, guests we've had on, people we know in the in the industry. Yeah, and it's been it's. But I don't know what the right. I don't know if it's because that's what we. I mean, we enjoy it so much, right? We just see it as such a. It's a pinnacle for sometimes it's right. It's goals for whether we're hobbying, right? They end up being goals for a lot of things we're, we're building or hobbying. Uh, we also look forward, like you said, Ty, the the community that is at. It's a chance where we get to our extended network of friends that we've built over the years usually come together at these different events and we actually get to see people in person um which has been kind of the hard part of this of this year but yeah the gen cons adepticons uh and is you know and we look back we've mentioned it over the the course of this episode right how many times these uh you know we'll call them random encounters right encounters of people at these different conventions have created these long-lasting relationships that uh uh, have been a little bit through the podcast, but also through us running games or playing games with other people that we've created connections, and uh, it's 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 awesome. And it's uh, I don't I, you know, I I don't know where we'd where we'd be. Like, <laughs> well, you know, we've talked about it how we've traced this uh, our this strange group together for the last over a decade now. Um, even the 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 three and four of us and how we've connected. So 
Um, and, and we, you know, and I think of the, you know, I've been going to those things forever. Uh, you know, uh, Gen Con, I'm whatever. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say I've been, how many, how many years I've gone to Gen Con. Um, <laughs> we're getting to, we're, we're well over 30 years. Um, and Adepticon, we've been there since the first years. Uh, and so, uh, I think some of what we've tried to do is share our experiences and hopefully people can, can, uh, you know, learn some tips and tricks for how to, how to enjoy the conventions that we have so much fun with over the years. And that's been a large part of the show is us, uh, one sharing experiences for people who aren't able to attend, uh, and also to hopefully give some tips and tricks for people who are attending and how they can get the most out of those, um, those conventions, which are a significant investment in both money and time, usually um, around those things. So, then I would be remiss if I didn't talk about some of the the tournament travel. So I know you know conventions being one thing, but uh, doing the recaps often with Bryce. You know when we returned from NashCon, when we came back from Midwest Meltdown, the Holy Hammer, you know Holy events uh, from the holy havoc and holy wars um and just kind of the the lead up and the process to those where we talk about what we're getting done for hobby what armies we're playing the games we had the people we saw like um you know that without the tournaments i feel like i've i've missed <clears throat> a big part of why i played aos was to go to the events and have stuff ready so i i haven't I haven't played a game of singles aos since nashcon of 2019 played doubles with Bryce at Havoc, you know, that, that fall. Uh, but I, I literally haven't picked up the dice or moved a model across the table since at, in any fashion since November of 2019. And it's such a big part of our show, what we've done since the end of that without events, you know, it's, it's also been interesting when we, we had that kind of dynamic shift in March of, of 2020. Um, but I've always enjoyed kind of the recap of, of those tournaments. And uh, the really cool one was, you know, Bruce City Brawl, being able to, to have all of us there. Bryce, you know, obviously helping run it. Uh, but the three of us playing, um, my memory got a little spotty of what happened on that Sunday. Um, <laughs> and round two and three of Saturday, thanks to Jacob and I next to Tom and Mike Scaletti, uh, entire bottle of whiskey and the 14 Tamaras that were had. <laughs> yeah, those lead-up episodes are some of the things I miss the most. It's, you know, especially for like Adepticon, because then it's all four of us and we all have these massive undertakings and uh, we have so much that we can talk about and I think help encourage each other with. And, you know, we try to do that now with just ourselves and doing things for fun but it's it's so much different when you have that that thing or that deadline that you're building up towards yeah and as i went back and the research is and i was laughing as ty was talking because i realized playing and slaying was is really just the story of ty's competitive aos uh adventure because uh, literally that <laughs> Adepticon in 2017 was his first Step in that was when he started the path of like, all right, I'm going to get into competitive AOS and play all these tournaments. 
And so you can, if you go through the episodes, you can basically see <laughs> Ty's adventure into that until, like you said, Ty, until the end of last year when everything kind of dried up. So, um, so it, it is an interesting adventure in that aspect. The, the slow rise and the immediate fall of an AOS gamer. Uh, you went out, you no, I think it, it's a great story. Like you just end it at Nashcon in 2019. Like, hey, yeah. this is yeah. it. This is my, this is the pinnacle. I'm walking gunning, away. Gunning out on sports top. trophies, then focusing on hobby trophies. And then, yep. Then you mic drop. Almost, almost taken. Just leave yeah. it top, man. Yeah. No, I'm like. He'll come back Kerr. in six years to uh, play for a non-compete team. I'll, yeah. I'll play forty k. I'll play forty k yeah. in the minor leagues like Jordan did with double A baseball. Do one narrative forty k event. Yeah, and then come back, and then he makes his comeback for another. Uh... And I'll buy a franchise. <laughs> oh, man, good stuff. So this next one, we've talked about the guests who really aren't, you know, are friends, you know, from from some before and certainly now after talking to some of them the listeners the people we've connected with the random notes we get the reviews the you know the hearing from people being asked to do you know spots on um rantcast on um cubic shenanigans you know a number of other places being able to talk about it. i think you know bryce is probably the most famous after <laughs> i don't some, know about uh, that Troy's, How, Troy's a world renowned GM. Yeah. Yeah. But um, just uh, just a, a really cool community that we're a part of. And I, th- I think that's at the end of the day, that's, that's what I would say about the friends and the people is, you know, it, it, the podcast community is one thing, but the gaming community is another. And, and just how we've kind of spread ourselves into these different, different groups and different people and who we've got in the know um, has been has been pretty awesome um and it's it's something that i i know for you know without a doubt if i if i wasn't a part of this podcast with you guys i would not be nearly as invested in you know the the community or like getting to know some of these people or have an opportunity to talk to to some folks um beyond you know just a a quick email of hey i like what you do that's really cool <laughs> But to sit down and have conversations and then see them at events like, you know, Landmine from Mini Stop stopping by, hanging out at Adepticon, you know, recognizing us, talking to us and um, and amongst others. But without without the show, I I don't think a lot of those relationships get, you know, get formed. And and certainly the other thing that I want to, you know, certainly talk about is, you know, the the relationship in connection with you guys, uh, Josh and I, you know, have been friends since, since high school, middle school, maybe Troy, you know, met you through, through gaming, Bryce through gaming, but this podcast and the, the hours that we spend just kind of talking ultimately to each, to each other. You know, the fact that a few hundred people might listen to our conversation is irrelevant to the fact of how much I enjoy the, the few hours that we sit down and just talk about what we're doing, what's happening. Cause we don't we don't do that off mic you know it's it's weird but especially through the last year we don't get together and hang out just to play a game we get together to record a podcast but it's the the relationship and the friendship um 
you know, in the, the catching up before we hit record or after, you know, we hit stop recording. <laughs> uh, and, and the course of the show is, uh, and we've heard from people, you know, that it's like they're sitting at a table with their friends talking about games and hanging out. It's, it's not, we're not trying too hard to entertain. We don't really care. We're, <laughs> we want to talk about relevant things, but like, it's, it's the four of us just hanging out, having fun, talking about stuff we love, uh, and, and certainly you know it doesn't happen without the the effort and energy and focus that you you three put into reining in my adult uh adhd at times to to get content made but i want to thank you the three of you for for that for this time and this dedication uh you know as as a part of the show well i i want to thank you for your golden voice because without that i mean <laughs> This show falls apart. That's true. You, we heard it from Stu. Everyone else was too coward to say it, but Stu would at least say it. Yeah. Oh, well. Having one fan is, uh, you know. <laughs> Better than no fans. And if you do want entertainment, go back to listen to episode zero, which was our like trailer episode of, of when we kicked things off. Um, and, and Ty does introduce himself as the golden voice. Just, just, what is he? Nice. yeah, he does right on that one. <laughs> I was, I was told I had to my agent, my agent, after you negotiated this contract with you guys, uh, told me that I, I had to say that as part of my, my deal. Awesome. So what has been. We've talked about a lot of moments, a lot of guests, a lot of episodes. What has been some of your favorites or most memorable episode or moment on a show? Um, and I'm I'm going to make this hard. And I'm just going to throw it at a random one of you without much time to prep. And I'll start with Bryce because he is the newest host and previous intern. So I want to make his life the hardest. And I'll go to Bryce. Yeah, I mean, we, t- we talked about it. And I think... I think you summed it up pretty perfectly when you, when you talked about our conversation with Raf and it's, it's one of those things where, you know, the talking about the gaming and all that is great, but when it felt like we had a conversation that really should be heard by everyone in the world. And it was just one of those moments in life where like you're doing something and you don't realize it, but after you go back and listen, it's like, it's very meaningful and a powerful message that we got to get across and, you know, even I felt enlightened and educated after listening to it. So I think that that really is it for me. But then Dr. Gabe is pretty darn close. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Troy? Um, so I'm just going to kind of say the RAF episode is, yes, that there's something there. But uh, so I'll pick some, uh, something else around that. Uh I'm trying to, um, and maybe I'll just go, I'm going to go back to either the Brian or the Will episodes, uh, the guys from either one of those guys, uh, and maybe not even the show. Cause I don't know if it all came out in the show, but we had so much fun the day we recorded those episodes with those guys. Cause they were, we made it an event, right? We went out for dinner and we, drank and we we whatever and we happened to record in the middle of having a bunch of fun with those guys when they're there and 
Um, and it, it, it was kind of just the continuation of whenever we see those guys, which always tends to be at, a, a, you know, at a con or something else like that. Usually at a bar and there's a lot of alcohol involved tends to be the, the thing. So, <laughs> so maybe I'll pick one of the, yeah, one of the, either the one of the Brian or Will episodes uh, was, was pretty good. Josh, how about you? Um, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to pick just one episode because uh, it, it's, that's super hard. They're all really good. But um, I, I think you hit the nail on the head when, when you said, like, you know, it's our, our time to, like, chat and hang out. And the fact that we post it on the Internet for people to listen to if they want, like, that's irrelevant, right? It's just, um, I mean, you know, there's been there's been times where we're, like, trying to figure out what we need to do for the next episode and and you know we've kind of come to the conclusion like if this stops being fun we'll just stop doing it and here we are 50 episodes deep and you know i i don't think we're planning on stopping anytime soon right so it's just fun to chat with you guys and to i don't know have a rough outline but just kind of wing it right and (laughs) Talk about, uh, you know, stuff that we're all interested in. Uh, well, I mean, minus the 3D printing stuff. But, yeah. I was just going to say those are my favorite times when you and Troy <laughs> talk about 3D printing. Um, no, I mean, you guys hit on some really great moments and, and good points and, the you know, the time we spend together. I, I think some of the things that I've I've really enjoyed about our, our podcast the the creation of some of our segments the you know when we we try to think of stuff like i think our play it or slay it reviews are a lot of fun um i think our hobby accountability challenge you know although it it may not have the traction it once did i i think that was you know a really cool thing we did to kind of bring in a new a new angle to our hobby um made a lot of money for charity yeah (laughs) made a lot of money for different charities doing that um and then each and every time that we have somebody else on, you know, the show, um, just to to sit in and, and join our our ridiculousness at at times, uh, but many many moments, and you know, I've already said the RAF episode I think is the the pinnacle as far as our content that I would have suggest someone listen to. Um, but there are many things that that we do that I that I enjoy as as segments and as parts of the show. Any uh, any plans for the future? Next steps, takeaways from this that we need to bring back to our next uh, plan and slaying scrum meeting. <laughs> scrum. Anything, we, anything we need to put on the Kanban board. <laughs> What about uh we've talked about guests that we'd want to have. What about a fun segment or discussion just you know that that we think would be fun to do in the next fifty? Um, I think it'll be awesome when we have our first convention recap again, right? It'll yes. be just super exciting uh <laughs> on some of that uh i think it'll be I, and well interesting again we we joke around right but um like it'll be interesting like should we will we will we do kind of these in between episode things that are maybe a little more focused whether they're um whether a book a book 
review like if we do we do a deep dive on on something on a some kind of book where that's very spoilery that maybe doesn't isn't everybody's wheelhouse or we do go deep dive on 3d printing or between the sheets like you and i ty have talked about um like i, I that's been something those have been things that have been been brewing around like it'd be cool to do it because i like one of the things again i love the conversation we have and things like that but I get a real, just like we do when we do models and we do something else, the fact that we, the creativity that goes into this podcast, the fact that we release something to the world, that we do something, gives me a, a boost, right? And and so I think as much as we can figure out a way, ways to con continue to share things we're doing with uh, a little bit of wider audience, and maybe it's not always an audio podcast, maybe it's stuff we do more on the, um, on the, on the website or we do articles that i think that's um the next or maybe and i don't know like maybe we do do some video like we were playing we were joking around before the <laughs> the episode i was saying how hey, i was doing and why we've been in quarantine i've been messing around with how do you do a video podcast and um and some video recording so maybe we do some live stream of some gaming and things like that and and i do and maybe this i'll, I'll say i am trying to figure out how to do something to commemorate the lack of Adepticon this year. I want to do something, you know, whether that's streaming or recording a YouTube video or something that that is like uh, a game that might start with S and H or something else like that, um, or or something else like that. So I, I think it, it, it's like yeah, continue to do the the podcast, but maybe we do some more. Like there's some extra things that we yeah. we, we want to do there because I I get just a. I don't know what it is. It's an adrenaline rush. It's the the fact of creating things um, that for me gives me a huge rush. So cool. I'm excited for the plane and slaying recap of the four of us uh, running Ragnarok in 11 months from now, like we were supposed to do a month ago. Yeah. Woo. 11 months. We got to get to work. Yeah, I was. I actually got some stuff for my garage to get it all uh, more countertop space to get the terrain set up in the garage this spring to get it all flocked and stuff like that outside. So awesome, Ragnarok, definitely. Josh, any plans for the future? Um, I I've had this idea for a while, and it. I... I don't know if I want to spoil it, uh, but, yeah. but yeah, it's it's along the same lines of Troy. I, I have some ideas of of just short little videos uh, to to. But I'm I'm gonna have to pick your guys's brain on. I don't, I don't do video, so I, I know nothing about it. So, um, but I, I have some ideas that might come to fruition. But I have to talk to you guys about it first. So, I I don't, I don't think that putting a camera on your 3d printer and then speeding it up <laughs> is a good, a good idea, Josh. Oh, I'm going to, well, I'm going to have to pull the plug on veto it. All right. Well um, then never mind. I have nothing. <laughs> we're, we're nailing it right now, boys. <laughs> well, mine, my, mine is a dramatic reading of the room. Um, <laughs> I really think we need to do that. It's already been done. You got no, the, the, the whole, next the whole one. thing the start whole... to finish the entire script but no um actually something that i've wanted to do for a while and i i'm gonna rope you guys into is an actual play i want to do an actual play uh episode 
of at least an encounter or, you know, a scene of an RPG. Um, I think that would be super fun to, to do record, you know, one of not an entire session, but maybe just, a an encounter or a, a super brief one shot type adventure of some game. But that's, that's on my to-do list for 2021, early 22. And I, we did do, didn't I do um, some of our Outbreak Undead? Yeah, you recorded some, yeah. I feel like that might be a B up. Isn't that a B roll of some episode? Maybe. Yeah, be. Killing Die. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere yeah. in there. So we, we tried. Allegedly, that was that was killing die. <laughs> we'll see. That was, yeah. Go down that tangent. That was yeah. one of those where role playing was too close to reality. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking what would what would make for a good one is Icarus. Um yeah. or um Fiasco. Yeah. Both good both good. Because yeah. it's light light mechanics, heavy like interaction and fun. But that's where I'm at. But that's also our retrospective of fifty four <laughs> episodes of fiftieth episode celebration. Yay. What a what a great road we have been down, and and the fun part is that there is there is more ahead uh, as we keep keep on trucking, and hopefully this year we get back to the uh, the events. You know, we've seen some stuff. Nashcon is happening in August. Um, gonna try to get down there for that one. Uh, Holy Havoc is announced for November signups i think in july so a little bit closer to see what what's happening but um would be excellent to to get us all down there in november hoping things have cleared up by then um no idea what gen con's gonna do or what it would look like or if i would be comfortable going or what but um you know things things are starting to i guess percolate <laughs> in the in the the hopper so not much for uh, news and other events, but certainly, you know, leave us a review on iTunes. Be one of 13 to to tell us what you think. I don't know if that's the number. I'm just guessing. Um, hit us up, Facebook, Playing and Slaying, at Playing Slaying Show on Twitter, basementofdeath.com, where Troy has itemized the, the list of the episodes, their titles, um, and links to them. Or shoot us an email, uh, Ty, Josh, Troy, info and intern at basementofdeath.com. And for the 50th time, plus a few, keep the dice rolling, the drinks on ice, and no matter what, keep playing and slaying.
<laughs> we, we, we happily describe him as the man without nouns because he'll say to me things like, Hey, Brian, remember the time with the thing and the guy and the other guy? <laughs> Actually, Mike, I, you've used no words there, but I somehow know exactly what you mean. You know, like you, we're speaking some language. Like, hey, let's go down and have a couple of two tree beers. Oh, man. A couple two tree. The best part about the story is he's married to a speech pathologist. <laughs> and she'll say to him, she'll say, Michael. How many beers are you going to have tonight? You know, <laughs> how many is a couple of two trees? <laughs> could be two. It could be 27. Yeah, it's like six. At least, right? Yeah. Two, two times three. Yeah. yeah. A couple of those. A couple <laughs> of the two trees. So, yeah. Jesus. Then we're drunk. <laughs> <laughs>